Hey, Jeff. Hey, Eric. How are you? I'm pretty good. How are you? Doing well, thank you. Jeff, this is episode number 244. We are almost, we are so close to the landmark episode of 245. 250. Well, right after 245 is 246. People fucking love. We're looking, we're looking to book a guest for number 250, and you know, we've had rappers, we've had producers, we've had behind-the-scenes people, we've had photographers, we've had executives, we've had New York Times best-selling authors. There's been a lot of people up here, but 250, I feel like it needs to be like a big deal. Mm-hmm. So, oh, we haven't talked about this. We have not talked about this. We're, we're looking to book a guest, and I feel like we need someone significant, somebody with a really magnetic personality, somebody with a really inspiring story. How about the guy who used to live down the hall from <laughs> wait, us wait, wait, wait. at the old place? I don't like anything that starts with, how about the guy? The guy who used to clip his nails. You don't know his name. In the stair. I want to find out his name. <laughs> you want to? Question number one. Okay, the guy who clipped his toenails in the stairwell and outside of your door. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's who you want to have on the podcast. You know, I, I don't know his name. Okay. I don't know his story. Okay. So this is a real who, what, where, when, why sort of situation. And how. Yeah. How did we get here? Mm-hmm. How did we get to the point when I... I spoke to him once in my life. Mm-hmm. Um, it was very aggressive. Mm-hmm. Well, you asked him, what are you doing? Well, yeah, whatever. It, and it was, he said, I got kids. Which, you know... Didn't answer the question. I want to dive more further into that. Opens up a whole bunch of other questions. At the time, I, I got scared and went downstairs and pretended to look in the mailbox. Uh-huh. <laughs> So, so you want you want to know this dude's story? Uh, you know what? You know what? Maybe it's not him. Maybe it's his wife. <laughs> no, I'm I'm still open to the idea. Okay, his wife, his, his wife who works at the grocery store. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and but I was nice to her. I don't yeah. think you ever were. I was I was not <laughs> nice to her. I think she she like cut you off in line or something at the supermarket when you were trying to check out at the supermarket she worked at, uh-huh. and she cut you in line, and I held that over her head, uh, probably unfairly mm-hmm. for <laughs> for the last decade. Well, to be fair, mm-hmm. I now have questions. For her husband, because yeah. she also had kids, but she never clipped her fingernails or toenails in the hallway. That we knew of. You know, maybe it happened overnight. I don't know. We hung around that apartment a lot. <laughs> so, okay. So, so they're, they're at the top of the board. We can agree. Uh-huh. Uh, how about the guy who walks around the Upper West Side, um, an older man with a softball bat? He's always in shorts, he, too. Well, first of all, I can't believe I know who you're talking about. Of course you know who I'm talking about. That dude is jacked. I feel like he got off on the wrong stop uh-huh. in 1954 in 19, on his way to the Brooklyn Dodgers game. In 1980 <laughs> on his way to meet up with the rest of the Warriors. Does he, he only has one outfit. One outfit, one hat. Um, and it's like way too small because he's way too big. Right. Uh, always the same you know, beard length. Yep. Uh, he's uh, like same glasses. He's like a million years old. And he, I see him. You know, it's been the same for the last, whatever, decade, right? Yeah. Like, same thing. What's his story? I, I don't know. I feel like he's a wizard. I Let's get him on the podcast. Let's get him on the podcast. Uh, how about Ramon? Okay, our super. Our former the, super, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, he's he's talkative, Jeff. He's We wouldn't get any words in. <laughs> he, has, um, he has fish in the basement. Yeah. He has parrot in the basement. Yeah. He I think has, two, but yeah. He also uh, used to spy on people who would have sex on the roof of the building. Listen, um, he's got a lot of stories to tell. Oh, he's no. A very he, interesting family. Here's the thing about Ramon. He has great stories. He'll talk to anybody. He'll talk to the toilet, you know, when he comes up to, like, sort of work on it. Yeah, people he's are gonna yelling think, at it. People are going to think that's a joke. No, that's, that's, that's serious. That's a very serious You thing. motherfucker. Yeah. A lot of that. You bitch. Yeah. You bitch. 
How about the ladies who worked at the ramen place? Uh, I would say they're not going to come on only because <laughs> they loved me as a customer. Yeah. Why wouldn't they? You're nice. Yeah, I'm nice. I'm. You pay. I, mm-hmm. And then about probably like six months into our customer waitress sort of relationship. Yeah. I told them what I did. Yeah. And they were not interested. Oh. Could not be less interested. <laughs> That was it. That was it. That so like they were just. I was like, oh, like I was just in L.A. Just, they asked me what I did. Yeah, and they were like, hmm, let's never talk about this again. So I don't think that they're going to come transaction. on. Transaction. Yeah. Well, so it has to be an Upper West Side character. Uh, no, not that, not necessarily. Could it be the guy who walked around the city with a cat in his head? I'm. You know what? I'm open to that. I I, I don't know anything about the guy besides the cat. Mm-hmm. Is that a is that a twofer? Do we get the cat also? I heard that he's a jerk. You know people who know him. I think that there's like internet articles about it. You heard. Yeah, that he's a jerk. Search people should search for uh, NYC man cat head. <laughs> Can you do that right now? Wait, let me see. NYC cat man head, and maybe just maybe we'll be able to. If anybody knows him, let's get in contact with him. Maybe he can be guest number two hundred. First result. First what, result. What does it say? Jerk. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, man with cat sing on top of his head in New York City. Yeah. Then there's all the videos. Well, of where him. is that? Where is that? Oh, link to? just an angry guy with a cat in his head. Vine. <laughs> so six seconds. Mm-hmm. Do you think he's compelling enough? Oh, he was a Humans of New York guy. Do you think he's compelling? Of course he was. Mm-hmm. Do you think he's compelling enough for an hour and a half conversation. His name is Nicholas. Or oh, no, wait, Nicholas is the cat. Or do <laughs> the story? The story gets greater. <laughs> yeah. Wait, do we get him for like a Mouse Jones? Oh, there we uh, go. Mouse Jones type episode, so a double episode with uh, Nicholas the Cat. His name is Catman Charlie. All right. Have we found our 250th guest? No. <laughs> Keep going. All right. Well, here, guys, if here's the chance for you to suggest people to us to get on episode number 250. Let us know who means something to you. Who have you always wanted to hear sitting in our apartment here on the Upper West Side, talking to us, diving into their life, going over their journey, and revealing all... Let us know, hit us on Twitter, hit us on Instagram, and let's figure this out. Episode number 245, 250. Jeff, who is on episode number 244 today? Today we have our good friend, the queen of Duce Palooza. Yep. (laughs) The princess of the rock. Yes, yes. Ravy B. It's Ravy B. It's Ravi. Ravi B. Ravi, our Indian princess from Bollywood. I'm surprised no one has said Ravib. <laughs> Ravib. You know, the photographer, Ravib. Mm-hmm. Um, Raven is her real name. Raven is a, a real-life friend of ours who, you know, a lot of people have been asking over the last maybe two years to get her on the podcast. And we're like... We already had her on. She's been on. She's been on. She's the one with a cat in her head. <laughs> Raven's got a great story, and she told her origins back a couple years ago ahead of the Ebro episode. We, we doubled up. Mm -hmm. Had Raven at the beginning and then followed that up with Ebro. But she's led quite a life since then. Worked with a lot of people. She's behind the lens. She's been on tour with Jay-Z and Beyonce. And Duce Palooza. She's worked with LeBron James. And Duce Palooza. And Future and Cardi B and Tinashe and lots more people. She's a fantastic photographer. She is a fantastic person. She is super intelligent. Yeah, she went to NYU. She went to NYU, which her mom is really happy about. Yeah, she's a fighting violet. She 
She's not only got a great story, but she's super personable. And we were really excited to get her up here and just hang out. Yeah, I mean, it should be said, Raven does not do interviews. No, um, so th- she's, this she's is done, significant. Yeah, she's done our podcast now twice. Yes. And, um, or one and a half times, I guess. Sure. I think that her journey is very relatable for a lot of people who are coming up in the industry, especially for women. Yeah. And I'm happy that she's the first woman that we've gotten on the podcast this year. In, in 2019. 2019. Yeah. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Well, happy Women's Month. Oh, yeah. Did we do that because of this? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> that sounds right. Jeff, do you have three episodes that people might be interested in hearing based off of this episode right here? Well, this is sort of a cheat, but I do think that people should listen to the first episode that Raven did with us. Okay. And you're going to look up what episode that exactly is. Number 57. Number 57, Jeff. With Ebro and Ravy B. Raven talks about her awful, awful day job. Before she quit and decided to become a creative, she talks about laminating a fake pass to get into and behind the scenes at Summer Jam. Guess what? Did not work. And she talks about ultimately going to Summer Jam as a paid photographer and putting in that work and getting her in a position to be the photographer that she is today. And to hear this episode compared to that one is like very refreshing and and really cool to see how much she has grown. I also want to say, so we talk about Mike a lot in this podcast. Yes. And Mike is Mike Carson from episode number 105. Mike Carson, who is Big Sean's creative director and well, well, well known around the industry as one of the smartest, most dope people in the business and certainly has earned his keep around Kanye and Jay and Sean and countless others in making people's visual dreams come true. Yvette Noel Shore. Shout out to Yvette Noel Shore, Beyonce's publicist, Chloe and Hallie's publicist. Yep. Both okay. of them. Yep. Both of them. Formerly John Legend's publicist, formerly Mariah Carey's publicist, formerly other people's publicist, but she is best known and most known for being Beyonce's publicist and Destiny's Child publicist. And she is just a remarkable person, a remarkable human being who's gone through a lot in her life. And is the most bright light in this universe. And her story is truly inspiring. And that's episode number 217. Jeff, when do you want to get into this one? Right now. Yo, what up? It's Eric, a.k.a. Starbucks Venti Americano, a.k.a. Big Drip. Yo, what up? It's Jeff, a.k.a. Speak the Wrong Word and You Will Get Touched, a.k.a. Robert Kraft. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, what up? It's Raven, a.k.a. Raven B. Formerly known as Young Megapixel, <laughs> now, aka Girl Fear. Yeah! yeah. This is your third favorite podcast, and we time with the real. Shoochie, what's happening? Oh my. We said we were not gonna do My mom is gonna be so excited. She's gonna be so happy. She was like, oh my god, are you live streaming this? And oh, I was yeah. like, no. She well, needs to come over and visit. Yeah, you should have brought her. No, yeah. No, no. yeah. <laughs> I'm in a space where I want to keep her safe and <laughs> off the internet. Okay, yeah. And so her having a private Instagram account for me is like She enough. gets a little love on the Instagram stories. People like request her all the time and I'm just like, 
I have to go through her phone on the daily and deny them. You are the Wizard of Oz behind her account. Yes, but <laughs> we, I have friends like you guys telling her to have a podcast. Yes. My other friend came over and was like, you should do um, YouTube videos cooking. And I was like, who is going to produce these videos? Me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and she would just, I can't imagine her dealing with negative comments. Mm-hmm. Or, she would be destroyed and she would destroy other people and she's not politically correct so i just think (laughs) in this day and age she should have her private instagram where she writes very thoughtful captions Mm -hmm. to people and Mm -hmm. where she writes ridiculous captions for herself (laughs) yeah i mean well she's best friends with everybody including us yeah she is she is best friends. i think it's i think it's great does your mom have a favorite sort of part of your career is she just like oh, I I really, you know, want to come to this show or I want to be backstage at something else. Everything. Right now, she's really excited about the iHeart Awards. That's big. So I got two tickets. So I was like, okay, I have to take my mom. Like, (laughs) like it's not the Oscars or the Grammys. It's like you have to take your mom to anything that you may win at. How many times does she vote per day? A lot. And I didn't even know that she knew how to vote because she doesn't know how to log into her email address. But (laughs) I watch her. I have like a video of her like voting on the computer. But she like votes. She tells like everyone to vote, like her heart doctor, any anyone she sees in the supermarket, all our friends and family. Before you got into photography, what was the thing that she would like brag about you the most? Um, Well, when I was young, she would brag that I was like always the main role in drama. Mm. I was like in a drama troupe for six years. And then then she would brag that I was in a specialized high school. That was a big deal. Mm -hmm. And then I got got into NYU. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then, and then she, she bragged that you like, hated you, your job. <laughs> yeah, then she bragged <laughs> that I hated my job. Now she brags that I'm a superstar yeah. photographer. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. So, so where are we at with the iHeart Awards? Um, so they're March 14th. Right. So, um, yeah, we're still voting. Right. I am, I don't know. I feel like I was just having this conversation earlier because... I have like very mixed feelings about things like this because like I always have been the person to not like get myself excited, which I probably should be super excited um, because I was like super thankful and I was like, man, I already felt like I won like doing the OTR tour and then for it to be like nominated. And I think it's like the first year of like tour photography as an award, which is like kind of crazy. Right. So I was like, man, like this is so crazy. Um, I'm gonna win. That was my first thing. Yeah. Then I started to be like, oh my god, I might not. Win. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, who are you against? Um, I'm just against a lot of other like brilliant photographers that shoot artists that have these crazy fan bases, like Sean Mendes, this photographer, Dua Lipa, um, Harry Styles. Do you want to shit on them while you're here? <laughs> no, because I I went and like looked at all their work and I was like, man, everybody's amazing in their own right. They probably should give us all the award, which is what you should do. I yeah, yeah, yeah. But oh, you sound like J. Cole or Drake or whoever. <laughs> yeah, right like now. awards yeah. don't matter. Yeah, yeah, give it to all of us yeah. <laughs> so I can take it everywhere with me. But I was like really worried because I don't feel like hip hop is like really big for the iHeart like fan base, mm-hmm. which is another reason why I thought it was so cool. I was like, man, like Jay Z and B are the only people that are nominated in this category that are hip hop. Right. Um, so then I started to get nervous that I wasn't going to win. And then I was like overwhelmed because my mom is like, we're going to the awards. <laughs> and I'm like, oh my God, like now, I, now my brother wants to go and he wants to buy a ticket. I'm like, all these people are going to go. But it's more about the actual moment of going than it is for me about winning as cliche as that sounds. Would like you, wait, do you get mom. to give a speech if you win? 
I don't even know if it would be televised. I mean, well, I would, doesn't I matter. Like, I would give you, a speech you, on my live. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then I would on take the live? award <laughs> everywhere. Mm-hmm. I want to take this award everywhere. You, you should. Know, wait, do you know what the award actually looks like? Yeah, it's like a little heart um, on a little podium stand thing. Yeah. So you can't like drink out of it. <laughs> no, but I feel like I could just take it. Every, like I would take it to last lap. Like, oh, I would take oh it my everywhere. God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everyone would take a picture. They with can put work. it on the shelf at, at yeah. last lap. Yeah. And I feel like it's so important for me because I feel like everyone is like, oh, like when people tell me they vote, I'm like, no way. Like, this is so crazy. Like, I expect my friends to make fake accounts, <laughs> yeah. vote 100 times a day, whatever. Right. But like when it's someone like completely random, I'm like, this is like so insane to me. You're now five or so years as a professional. I July second makes four years four that years. I've been freelance. Yeah. But I would say like five or five five or six of me like being professional. Is it a reality to you yet that you are like the underdog who is now nominated for a real award? Like have you have you taken the time to really understand that you have all these people rooting for you? To a degree. Um I think that I'm having like multiple realizations at the same time. Like I have to realize that I'm 28 and like this is still very new and there's like a lot of hard work that still needs to be done and like what do I want to do with my photography career at the same time I feel like I'm realizing that there are a lot of people that um, see themselves in me and are like just excited for me because for whatever reason or time we have a relationship or they just feel like they know me. Um, And I feel like I have accomplished a lot in a short amount of time that I should be happy for but I feel like I don't really put... um, a quantitative amount on what I've done to say. So I'm just like trying to live in the moment and be like super excited and then not be like so hard on myself because I feel like I'm super hard on myself. Well, you do are. you have like OGs um, in the photography space? Like people who are like, oh, this is how you do like a gallery show. This is how you do. Not really. I think that like my photography career and like whatever blueprint I'm creating is like very personal to me i don't feel like it's been done before for like numerous reasons like we didn't have the internet um this wasn't really like a thing in the way it is a thing now right you didn't have the iheart awards growing up <laughs> i didn't have the iheart awards i didn't have like instagram yeah. um twitter and like the way you share photos the way you talk to people like you know what like what's the difference between now like having a gallery here versus having a digital gallery online like all these things i feel like print isn't what print was so um yeah i don't i never really knew how to measure what i was doing or like decide like where i was going to go next with it so now i'm trying to figure out my career which i feel like for me i don't know who i should look towards and be like okay they did it this way because i feel like i want to completely do it my own way well so uh as we discussed the first time you were on here your brother is significantly older than you 16 years 16 years and that essentially means that you were like on your own mm-hmm, you're I'm you're like, like an only child i am and that's the thing for so long people didn't know i had siblings like i have siblings on my dad's side as well but we didn't grow up together and then like i grew up with my brother but to a degree because he's 16 years older than me so when i was two he was like in the somalian war so then he got out the war and was just like you know in his 20s living his life so it's always been just me and my mom so for so long i was like raised as an only child like my whole life like yeah. even now like our, di- our family dynamic is so funny because there are two of us and like we spend time together and we're both like my mother's children, but mm-hmm. we're so different, <laughs> but we're still very similar and like trying to tell my mom things. Yeah. But like we both have such different experiences that it's like, 
in <laughs> it's so insane like i would pay people to watch it because it's so ridiculous like the other day i was like man we should really be happy that we're like working this out because i was like really raised as an only child and i have only child syndrome in everything i do sharing so, yeah not good at sharing decent no. <laughs> <laughs> it depends what i'm sharing yeah um i used to like crave siblings and crave family which is why i think like my friendships growing up are so important because we've been friends my whole life. So they're like my cousins and they're like my sisters and brothers, even though they're just my like best friends. Well, and we see a lot of them in your game nights and on like, your Instagram. Like yeah. you still hang with the same people that you grew up with. Yeah. And they they are very much like, oh, my God, you have a thousand gazillion followers. Like. <laughs> put us on this okay, <laughs> make like birthday posts are there i've been chewed up about birthday posts now as in if you don't put one up yeah like my friend was <laughs> she's gonna kill me so i'm not gonna name her name mm -hmm. well but, just say her instagram handle no, yeah yeah no, please no but she was like oh my god you only put two birthday posts up about me and you put five about our other friend like oh, to a hundred thousand people yeah they she's more important than me and i was like We've been friends 15 years. What do you mean? But did you tell her, yes, the other person is more important no, than her? No, I basically was like, if I post more um, birthday posts, it's because I like how I look in those photos. <laughs> okay, so, that's... Yeah, we only had two photos that I really liked. <laughs> so that's why I posted them. So Wait, now, shouldn't the real thing be like, hey, if I text you or call you, then it's real? No, but yeah, that's right. like content. Oh, sorry. Yeah, sorry. No, but crazy? it's like yeah. really funny because I feel like I my friends to this day are still like, like, my best friend will be in, like, comments, like, fighting for me. Well, who is your best friend? Oh, no. Well, I'm talking about my best friend, Angel. He's, okay. like, mm -hmm. one of my, like, the all best yeah. friends. Yeah, how many birthday shout-outs does he get? He gets a lot. Okay, good. A lot, a lot of good pictures of you. Yeah. A lot of good pictures of me and, like, childhood pictures. You can have more than one best friend, by the I, way. And I do. Yeah. I do. I'm not going to name them all, but they yeah. all know who they yeah. are. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. he will be in the comments, like, honestly, are, like, arguing with people with people he has no idea in yeah, real like life the other day someone like i commented on like cardi's photo mm -hmm. oh of her video she posted the video of the lady on the train that i recorded like eight yeah, years ago right yeah. but i'm like so amazed the woman like grinding to yeah, herself who i always am like oh my god i hope this lady never saw his video and is like so oh, mad at me i thought you're gonna say i hope i see her one day because no, like. no, no, I, I don't know how it's gonna go <laughs> yeah. so she's like hey, i shouldn't really yeah. be taking credit for it right yeah, 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 so yeah. i'm like oh my god this video is still viral like this is so amazing so i wrote like can't believe i um recorded this and somebody wrote like here you go chasing clout mm. <laughs> it's like First of all, I hate the word clout. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Then I was like, what? I really recorded this. Like, why would I be chasing clout? And I woke up and Angel was just in there writing back to everybody, like arguing with them. And I was like, Angel, like, you can't tell people to go eat a pork chop. Like, you can't be. Well, first of all, that's a good. Yeah, I like that's that. That's a good line. I think he can do that. And he I was like, do you that. can't be mad. And he's like, no. How? Can Angel be our best friend? He's like, how, how dare people do this? I'm like, it's the Internet. Like, yeah. who cares? Like, but that's something I've had to learn because. There have been so many times that people literally will tell you about yourself online and you're like, uh, and you're like, this person has like one follower and then, or like their page is like full of like crazy, insane quotes. And you know that they're just like, they spend the their best. whole day yeah. just doing this to people on the internet. But, but this has been a process, right? Like yeah. you didn't like immediately jump in and be like, oh, you know, fuck commenters. Like I'm good. No, like sometimes, like I've cried, yeah. I've been upset. I've had to like log off. Um, I think people are just really mean to everyone and everything 
Especially if you have a little bit of success. Like, that's nuts to me. Just people, I don't know where it comes from. Jealousy or just, like, anger at themselves or anger at the world or whatever. And now it, it's just, like, magnified, I feel like, because, like, you shoot people they are obsessed with or your places they want to be or anything. And they're just really mean. And I'm constantly like, man, it's so important to me to just focus on, like, the people I do care about, the people that do know me, like, the people that are like, oh, I want her to get online and post. Because you kind of get to a place where you don't want to. Like, I don't tweet about anything. I re- I don't want to say of importance, but I try not to tweet on other people, like, comment on other people, celebrities, or, like, even, like, um, events, like, you know, things happening in every day because I feel like it's just not the place anymore. I'd rather just talk about Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones. Sure. Yep. Things I watch. Yep. Mm-hmm. And games the apps. I'm playing. Yep. And yeah. the apps. <laughs> Anything I'm buying now, that's another thing. Okay. Oh, true. Um and like Seen a lot asking of that lately. people about like things they're doing because it got to a point where you can make a comment and someone has t- is literally gonna tell you that's not what you meant and you're just like Right. What, right. what what do you mean that is not what I meant? This is literally what I meant to well, say. Well I do wanna bring up an Instagram comment that you did put up. Okay. Which is that there is a video of a guy who looks very much like me. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> who was uh, dancing uh, Island Rhythm yep. um, in London. Yeah. And uh, that's not lot, you. A lot of, well, a lot of people think it's me, so yeah. it might as well be me. But the yeah. fact is that Raven said, Are we sure it's not him? <laughs> and then uh, I think I got like 90 new followers off of that. <laughs> Like not even off of like my own work. I'm, my, my the most famous thing I've ever done is look like this kid, right? And, or or the kid from the Dipset video, yeah. right? Yeah. He had a lot of moves, and honestly, I just felt like it was you. Yeah. And you're lying. By the way, Jeff, I haven't seen you in a while. I told he's a good you. dancer. He's a good dancer. I, I do believe you're a good dancer. Mm-hmm. I feel like anytime I've seen you dance, I've been too drunk to remember. <laughs> and I've seen Eric by himself a few times, and I haven't seen you. So right. yeah. I was in London. I was getting it in dance classes. Yeah. Is oh, very, I didn't need classes. <laughs> yeah. I just real. showed up to that class. Right, right, right. And I instructed you have a everybody. Your dance life, it makes a lot of sense. Oh, I yes. wouldn't put it past you. We, we saw you in Cleveland for the first uh, US date of the On the Run 2 tour. And we got to see you actually there with like all these lenses hanging off you. <laughs> Do you wear comfortable shoes? Did you have to learn to like wear shoes to run around with all that sort of weight dangling off you and a job to do? Okay, so when I was packing for the five months, right? Yeah. I packed a bunch of sneakers, obviously, because I would like to think that I switch up my sneakers. Oh, like, in my to, head. to look good. <laughs> to look good. I was mm-hmm. like, oh, these are for this, these are for this. And I have a pair of um, Nike uh, Techno Monarchs, which like people consider like the dad sneaker. Yes. Right? Yeah. Right. So um, I was like, okay, I'm going to pack these. And they became like the only sneakers I really wore to shoot in. Unless it was like a really like unless I really wanted to like kind of dress up and maybe I put on my ones, but I lived in them. <laughs> they are the most comfortable sneakers ever, which is probably why dads wear them. Well, right? yeah. <laughs> and I was like, oh my god, these are so comfortable. I would wear them every single day. Did anyone convince you not to? No, no one <laughs> can convince me to do anything. But I was obsessed with them, and you have to wear all black, and they are black sneakers too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so when you're shooting on a show, it's like you have to wear all black. Wait, you have to wear all black because you're on stage and they can't catch yeah. the lights. Well, you, it's just an easier way. Like you're a shadow, and mm-hmm. like if if you are in the dark, you're not seen, and you don't kind of distract the show. Um, but you would still see us. Like you 
see Ben in like every clip yeah. possible. Shout out to Ben. He doesn't care about not <laughs> being seen. I was like very adamant about not being seen. By the way, great thing about Ben is that he has the exact same name as Macklemore. <laughs> really? Yeah, Ben Haggerty. Yeah, that's Macklemore's name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. First of all, Ben is going to be so happy we're even mentioning on him on this podcast. He is. Like, <laughs> he wants to shout his podcast out. Black with no cream. He's obsessed. He's like the opposite of me. Um, like <laughs> promoting himself. He's like. Full promotion. I'm very like minimal. Try mm-hmm, to be mm-hmm. minimal promotion. Right. Um, but yeah, so we all had to wear black. Okay, let's get into logistics though. How many different lenses did you have at any given show? Um, okay, well at the show I had about like five or six. On you? No. Oh, on me, okay. I would limit it to three. Okay. So I always had the big one, which was like the 500 millimeter that everyone would like see and be like, oh my God, that's huge. Like you're on the sidelines of a, of a, football, of a football game. game. Yeah. But yeah. they have tripods and I was just <laughs> holding it like a psycho. And then um, I always carried a 70 200, always. That's probably like my favorite one to shoot with for the show. Same. And then... <laughs> I love carrying a 7200 yeah, yeah, around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, this sounds really informative. I love when I sound like a photographer. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. then... Depending on if I was going to be backstage a lot, I would try and carry like a prime low light lens. So mm-hmm. either a 50 or an 85. And, and then, then what my filter do you use? <laughs> well, there are like camera, actual camera filters. Yeah, but what Instagram filter do you use? <laughs> I don't use any Instagram filters. Okay. They're all edited before. But we did use like star filters, which are like really cool and like. Um, reflect off of like shiny things, which I feel like a lot of people use nowadays too. They mm-hmm. kind of add like that little element of it being like fun and fantasy. And your, but your job is to just get as many different angles as possible, mm-hmm. and you do as much running around within a certain amount of time as possible. Yeah, it's so crazy because when I was on tour and you're like running around a stadium and you look at your little app, you're probably running around. It would say like nine to thirteen miles a day, right? Basically because you get there so early and you're walking around and you're then you're walking around through the show and then like now my app says like two miles a day <laughs> and I'm trying to figure out like why my body feels so out of whack. And I'm like, oh, maybe it's because I was like actually like running around and exercising. Right. Um, but you don't notice it because you're just like running around. Yeah. And everything else feels so small after that. How does it work? in terms of taking photos of Jay and Beyonce? Like, is there like a set time that you guys have together? Like, do they invite you to come over? Like, what is, how does um, that work? I think it's just on tour. It's like, well, when, once they get there, depending on what they want is like when you start to shoot. So like, if they want photos, then they're going to call you and they're always going to be really mindful. Like, hey, we want you to shoot this or we don't want you to shoot that. So I don't think there's like a set time. It can be at any time or it can be like at no time. Mm-hmm. Is there sense. a city that uh, you went to that surprised you how great it was? Um, uh, Cleveland, because yeah. we were there. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't really like Cleveland. <laughs> um, not in the U.S., but definitely like overseas. Like some of the places I thought that I wouldn't really like care about, like Cologne or like uh, Poland. I went to Benihana's in Poland. Um, <laughs> Wait, how, well, oh, no, we no, 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 not that. good, not good. It wasn't good. <laughs> how is it different? It's so different. They, they, it's terrible. The rice, terrible. W- were the techniques the same? Barely. Some of them. The they do the same hibachi. Same hats. Same, hats. Mm-hmm. same hibachi. The food just wasn't the same. What was the hibachi guy's name? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't remember. Oh my god! But they let me. Flip the egg and, and you live out it? my dream. Well, yes. that's amazing. Yeah. Yes. How but, can you shit on like Warsaw? Repping? I know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Crack out. Um, yeah. I mean, Europe, like it was just like uh, Cologne, uh, Berlin. Um, 
just like being in Europe and seeing, I mean, the stadiums were so different and like some of them were so old. And you were also over there for a prolonged period of time. Two months. Yeah. Before you even came back. Before I even came back. Well, yeah. I came back once for mom's birthday. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. But other than that, yeah, two months. Wait, are you getting like tours of the different stadiums while you're over there? Yeah, so we would like we would like basically like walk around because we were there early, so we'd yeah. like get to see the whole stadium. Mm. We did the Olympic Stadium in Germany, which was like really insane, um, and like saw the tower that Hitler stood in. Wow. Um, and like a lot of them, they just have like this kind of energy that's like pretty surreal mm. um, because they're so old and so massive, and so much has happened there. Um, but also they all had really terrible Wi-Fi because they were so old and like you couldn't. <laughs> it's really it's the most important thing. When you're it was really refreshing to come back to like the Mercedes Benz right. like, stadium. But um, my greatest gift of touring was like working at such a high level with so many um, incredibly talented individuals and artists that like there is no room to not work at your highest potential. And I think that like you come in and everyone is there to work, you know, and everybody's like valued and everybody matters. And you're like, there's 300 people on this tour and we're all doing it together. But like everyone is working at the highest level. Like the stage setup is insane. You know, like you could not go down there and even know how to work it. You know, like the pyro guys, like, and we're all working together, like me and Ben and Andrew and Lauren and everybody. It's like, you know, you got to be mindful of, the logistics of like the stage and logisticals of people's time and like you have to know like when the pyro cue is so that you don't get burned like Ben is always almost getting burned <laughs> you learn so much about working with people and um, I think it's like really important to talk about how you know everyone's role is really important and I think that sometimes the glitz and glamour roles are like the ones people want to do and then for me, the, my biggest takeaway was seeing like all these people that honestly tour way more. Like this was like my third tour, but like my first real tour. And most people that tour like tour their whole lives. Mm -hmm. Like the people that design these stages, that do pyro, that do sound, that do lights, like their whole life is touring and being and they're older and they have families and being really mindful that just because they're not like um, the Verified, people being yeah. seen or the people yeah. with 100,000 followers that their role isn't as important to me very very much so more important than me and that like being mindful because I think we're like these young kids like running around and like there are other people trying to do their jobs yeah did you get a chance to take pictures of any of them um yeah I did oh, and that was awesome. I think that's another great thing is that like we're encouraged to document the whole process you know a lot of documenting them is seeing them working very hard like they don't they got to build it and take it down and yeah. be there the whole day and run cameras and do all those things. And like, I think that everyone's like super appreciated and it made me like so happy to be a part of like this kind of tour family. But it also made me realize that I only want to tour at this high level yeah. where everyone is like, has a role and is respected and has a job. And like, you know, like all of those things are like, like, um, the tour like the person that ran like tour production like she's just like an angel like she just cared you know and it's like everyone kind of creates a family and cares about each other but i think that you don't see those people so you don't even know how hard they're working yeah and they're like really cool job like these are really yeah. cool jobs that people just don't even think about doing i think one thing that we're really proud of when it comes to this podcast of almost four years is that we've uh heavily 
dived into the back of the um, yeah behind the scenes uh, yeah behind the scenes people, which is it, it's super important to us. And I don't know, and you tell me if you feel the same way. I don't know that we found a nicer person than Yvette Noel Shore. Oh my God, she's like a guardian angel. She was like an angel on earth. I just wrote that on her um, <laughs> Instagram today. I was like, she makes like every single room she's in feel like home. Mm-hmm. Um, she makes everyone feel like they matter, and she was always like so supportive of like getting my stuff in like AP and press and like in like physical prints. Like, and I just. And it's like you're away from home, you know, and she's like a mom, like, um, make sure you drink your smoothie, like drink (laughs) your juice. Like she's like the person that's going to hug you and like tell you, like, don't cry if you're having a bad day. So like I'm super appreciative of her. I thought it was so cool that she did this because I was like, you know, she's like such a mastermind and like to be to do what she does for so long and like to do it so gracefully is like really important. It is. And she like really cares about women and women of color and like pushing their narratives and their stories um and that's just so important to me so i always like i'm indebted to her and jana yeah um another one that's just like i feel like there's so many people like that's the thing about why i don't talk about like success because there's so many working parts to like being successful and like i'm pretty blessed that i have all these people in my life that like support me and like want me to do well and like will push it so i feel like my for me, it's like protecting that space too for them. What is the best way to kill time when you're waiting around for like 12 hours at a stadium? Um, depends the stadium mm-hmm. because some stadiums, like sometimes the catering was really good. So I would just stay in catering. Um, we, I feel like because I worked with like such a good fun group, we would just hang out and like we work on stuff we had to work on or we talk or like we would like one day we did just like a pickle tasting test because Ben got a bunch of pickles on the bus. Ben Haggerty? Yeah, he, he had like... Oh, Macklemore. Yeah. He had a bunch of pickles shipped to wherever we were. So sure, we that's like, such a Macklemore move. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he did like yeah. pickle tasting. But we would just spend time together. I think um, in Europe we would be out and then come. Um, but yeah, you just kind of... Pl- you mentally prepare yourself. We'd shoot the opening acts. We'd watch the opening acts. Like, you know, Khaled was always bringing someone out in the U.S. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you just like get ready because your work is like that day and then all like at night after you have to edit after. So and you edit in uh, Photoshop Lightroom mm-hmm. both. I mean, I think for like mass editing Lightroom is just easier. And like once you know a show and colors, you can like make your own presets that work for it and like try different things. And how many photos do you think you took in a day? I was taking like 4000 <laughs> raw photos at night that I would go through. And then you have to go through those yourself. Yeah, like I would make like a um, like a wide edit, like a wide select. And then they, like they make their she makes they make their wide selects and like all that stuff. But I would like go through the four thousand obviously, and pick the ones that were like my favorite or that I thought were like the best. And you have like a million hard drives or what? Yeah, <laughs> I do, and I double up. Well, are you good at organization? No. Okay. <laughs> Sometimes folders say like. Uh, Monday night uh, house and I have to remember what, <laughs> what it is. I honestly should spend this Even time, now? Yeah, I honestly should spend like two days like organizing all my work. Yeah, because what happens if you're like, oh, I really want that one shot and you're just like, who, just, who the hell knows where it is? It's a, I mean, there's a little organization. Like, I am, I'm not terrible. You don't have your own system where it's just like, I, I do, know where that sock the is like, in I the corner my of my room. System, yeah. But yeah. if you looked at it, you probably wouldn't be able to figure it out. But me, I'm like, oh, okay, I remember exactly like where it is. Yeah. But because I'm 
I have to like revamp my site and like actually put it back up. I probably should go through all my hard drives and like pick the photos I want, but I just am too busy um, not doing anything. <laughs> How would you do with an intern? I would love an intern. Um, I just, I think I'm in a space where I'm trying to figure out what is this, like, what is my business as, like, a, my own boss? Sure. Yeah. Well, real quick. And, like, I don't know. We visited you. Um, I won't mention where it was for the interest of those named. But there was a brand that that uh, put you in a space and allowed you to take pictures of all of your friends. And okay. we were some of those friends who showed up. And you took the pictures. And you had an, a, quote, unquote, intern working with you. And that, quote, unquote, intern did nothing. <laughs> <laughs> So is that what you want? <laughs> well, that was like more like a photo assistant, which for like shoots you do. Ha like I have to now at this point hire one, which they're like a gift because they literally make it so that I only have to take a picture. But I think for me, I'd want an intern that's like only like loves organization. Like that's what they love to do. I think when people hire assistants or in any field, right, everybody wants to grow. So I'm not saying that they won't grow, but at the moment, that's what I want them to be passionate about. Right. I don't want you to want to like be a photographer or like do those things. Like I do want to meet people like that and like be able to hire them, which is what I do now. Like I'll hire assistants to help me shoot events. But when it comes to like an intern, I want them to just love organization because that's what I feel like is lacking. Good luck. Yeah. <laughs> I know, which yeah. is why I won't hire Because well, no, all, the, all these kids, they reach out to us and they're like, oh my God, I love you guys. Can I be your intern? And it's like, well, I don't know what you would do, especially like, I don't know your skills. All you say that you like to do is you listen to our podcast. Right. Yeah. Also, our brother Dan, when he worked for the Yankees, for instance, all these people would be like, hey, I really want a job. And Dan would be like, cool, what do you want to do? And they're like, I want to be general manager. He's like, well, you're not getting into sales where I work, you know? So it's like, know what you want. And then grow into that. Yeah. And I think the thing that I've learned so far is that be really good at one thing and then the door to do other things will open automatically. Like if I see that you're really good at organization and you're really good with this and then, then I might be the intern. <laughs> then no. But then if I need then I can teach you how to do something else and then you can do something else and then so on and so forth. But I think like I want people I want to create this creative team but I want everybody to be good at what they're good at in their own right, you know? Like, I don't, I can't teach you how to be me, but I can help you be the best version of you. When you were growing up, when did you first get some sort of creative bug that you were like, you know what, I want to do something that's not maybe a traditional nine to five. I just enjoyed this so much that I, you know, want to keep doing it. My guess is it's when Raven was on stage for those six years. <laughs> Doing drama? Yeah. I'm going to send Causing you Causing drama. I'm yeah, going to yeah. show you guys a photo of me in a wig at like 10. It's so <laughs> ugly. Um, well, I think theater helped me open up because I was really shy. And I still am pretty, pretty shy depending on like where I am. Like I'm not introverted, but I'm not necessarily going to jump out and like be the life of the party per se. Um, ben so Haggerty, right? Yeah. Ben Haggerty, yeah. Chris Styles. Yeah, I'm not yeah. a Chris Styles or like a Crystal Anrod. <laughs> um, shout out to my friends, but uh, I am like on the sideline. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like do it. Um, so, but it helped me open up and like be a little less shy, be a little more comfortable being in the spotlight. But I don't think I really knew I didn't want to have like a nine to five until like my twenties. When you had a nine to five. <laughs> yeah. Because even now, like, uh, like I eventually would like to have like my own creative agency, which isn't a nine to five, but it will probably be like a nine office, to 11, yeah. you know, like yeah. whatever time, like 
working for yourself, you're always, you're either never working or you're always working, you know? Like, you aren't because, like, it doesn't, there's no structure sometimes, which is why, like, I feel like creatives, we're always trying to find structure. Like, we're always trying to, like, we're still so caught up on nine to fives that we try and, like, set our lives like that, which is why I've learned, like, it might not be possible. Like, that just might not be Oh, for me. sure. Well, this is why I was really proud of you that you take vacations. Oh, I love vacations. Well, no, that, that's real. Like, I hadn't had a vacation in 10 years, right? Until I went with my brothers and we went to the Southwest and went hiking around all these um That sounds, that sounds, parts, that so. sounds like hell to no, me. Let me tell you. <laughs> really? You, you love the outdoors. It was no, awesome. <laughs> <laughs> to find outdoors. I hate hiking. But, but, but as, <laughs> as guys who, like, work all the time, like, to be able to, like, I can certainly appreciate the fact where it's like, no, I'm going to turn this off and I'm going to escape. And I think for me, vacations serve as like places for me to gain um, inspiration. Like I like to like travel because I feel like that's opens up my mind to like what else I should be shooting or seeing or like um, it's like to me like watching a movie. It's like the same thing. You're just like in in the movie, you know, you're live. Well, where's your favorite place that you have traveled? Um, I don't know. I have a few. Like, I really, really loved going to Aruba this last time. I felt like me and Mike were like an old, we were like an old couple. <laughs> and everybody there was old. Oh, that's, yeah, yeah that's, you're so amongst you became, your, Like, yeah. everyone was old. <laughs> there was like five young people. It was so <laughs> crazy because, like, we would be sitting eating and everybody around us was playing bingo. And I was, like, kind of jealous that I wasn't playing bingo. But I didn't want to tell Mike that I wanted to play. So I mm -hmm. just, like, played it off. Yeah. Um, but well, Now he knows. Now yeah. he knows. But it was, like, really uh, relaxing. And it was, like, so beautiful. And I felt like I took so many photos over there that I, like, printed for my house. And, like, I want to print for other people. Um, so Aruba was nice. Hawaii was amazing but we went on a hike and i was miserable <laughs> Not happy, yeah and i was like on instagram and miguel was there at the same time and i felt like i wanted to do everything miguel was doing and he was doing all this adventurous stuff yeah and and i didn't want to but yeah. the only <laughs> hike we did do we saw him on the hike and oh. i was like oh my god this is like so crazy. did you say hi no oh what? <laughs> <laughs> no but i was just like man i was like i know instagram. you from instagram i was like yeah. i'm literally doing the same things as you um but I'm not that adventurous. So I think that's another goal. Like maybe to like do more adventurous things. Like I flew a plane this year. I know. I saw that. That was a big, <laughs> big deal because I don't have a driver's license. <laughs> Wait. So. so, okay. So there's a lot there. How yeah. did you decide to fly a plane? Uh, <laughs> it was an Airbnb experience. I thought it was really cool. Like Airbnb, they do these experiences. This is not a sponsored thing. No, no, but no. But yeah. all I know about Airbnb is like... <laughs> You know, you can rent a house. Yeah, exactly. No, so they have. Well, we we always rent weird apartments. Really? <laughs> Not yeah. on purpose. It's yeah, no, it's like, like <laughs> every single place has like something weird about it. Like it's either haunted or like the shower <laughs> yeah. head is like you know two feet too low. You have to or, like, read all the reviews. Wait, oh, no, did you I get a reviews. did you get an airplane that didn't have wings? <laughs> no, yeah. but it was very small. But there are all these experiences they provide. So like in every city, so you can make pasta for like thirty dollars, or you can fly a plane for one hundred and fifty dollars. So you can do all these things here. Everywhere, like like here, you could probably fly a helicopter. Oh, right, that seems safe. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Like, no, so it was like me. I was like, okay, me and Mike and the instructor. But the plane was so small at first, and I was like, it's so weird thinking back on it because I don't even want to get in a car. Like I refuse to like get my driver's license because I'm scared to be mm -hmm. on the road. Well, why are you afraid to like drive? Uh, one road rage. Sure. Oh, <laughs> your own or someone else's? My own. Okay. Yeah. Two, I feel like people, like, I don't really like to drive fast. Like, I wouldn't want to drive 
fast. Mm-hmm. So I feel like, so like I'd a, be a, a slow, cautious a 15 driver. Dollar, a 15 uh, mile per hour, like school what, zone. Yeah. And those are the people that get into accidents mm-hmm. because they're like driving too slow. Right. Yeah. And then they get road rage. <laughs> yes. And so how did your mom feel about this when you were like 16 and she was like, uh, I'm tired of driving you? Um, well, she just never encouraged me <laughs> to drive, I guess. <laughs> and we live in New York City. We live in the Bronx. So sure. it's like we didn't really... My mom is always like, I've been driving since I was 16. How do you not know how to drive? Oh, wait, wh- what age was your mom when she stole a truck? 13. Okay. Tractor mm-hmm. truck. So, so, yeah, you, so technically so it's she's not, been yeah, driving... Genetics. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She's also was a, shrimp, a swim instructor, and I'm a terrible swimmer. Hmm. Something is off. Yeah, exactly. You know that John Legend just started swimming. Well, At I'm 40, gonna, yeah. Well, yeah. that's going to be me because I'm yeah. 28. Yeah. So yeah. Let's, I was like, oh, I'm going to take swimming lessons this year and I'm going to take driving lessons. And Great. And so so you, you flew? The plane. What was the scariest part? What was the part that you were like, oh, I got this? The scariest part is landing because <laughs> it's so... And I'm sure the instructor is definitely guiding this. Like, I wasn't just flying it by myself. Right. But because the plane is so small, it's like you feel yourself landing. And because I hate roller coasters, I was like, whoa, this is a little intense. Wait, you hate roller coasters? What, what part of this did you think you were going to enjoy? <laughs> the um, Instagram post saying I flew it. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm like a really... You should have made it a happy birthday post. I am like <laughs> such an extreme... Think about it. Like, mm-hmm. I hate the gym, right? Yeah. yeah. I have like a recreational room in my building and I have a gym membership. Mm-hmm. I barely go. Right. This week, I decided to go with my friend at six in the morning. Now yeah, I, lo- I saw that, by the way. Yeah, but now I'm like loving it. Six in the morning? Oh, you workouts? found your time. Yeah. Because it's like, do you watch The Office? Yeah. Okay, we so watch you know how office? like Michael sure. like will like wake... <laughs> There's a Dwight bobblehead behind you. Mike will like wake up in the morning, make bacon, go to sleep. So he smells the bacon. Yes. So I'll like wake up on like four hours of sleep, go to the gym, get home, go back to sleep. Sure. Wake up and feel skinny because Mm -hmm. I went to the gym. (laughs) Then not have to worry about it for the rest of the day. It's brilliant for me. Yeah, but you're also leaving out the fact that Michael Scott stepped on his George Foreman grill. Right. And I'm oversleeping. So it's like both. It's like the same um, parallel. But I... I am like just an extremist mm-hmm. as you, like I feel like my career is like extreme <laughs> and then like the things I like to do are like so extreme like I don't want to drive but I want to fly a plane so like, never- I don't want to you know eat sugar I just want to <laughs> do cocaine <laughs> <laughs> so 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 you flew a plane this year that's that's pretty I don't do cocaine I've never done it dramatic <laughs> dramatic yeah. dramatic Jeff um uh you flew a plane this year. Um, you have toured around the world. And I'd never been out of the United States. So that was my first time in Europe. What ever. was it like getting a passport? I had a passport. I mean, I went to like Jamaica. So yeah, I had, but I'd never gone to like, you know, Europe, Asia, Africa. So when you went to South Africa, how was that flight? Okay, honestly, it was, again, not bad. Like, I because had Because no- you were in control, you were the one flying the plane. <laughs> <laughs> I was, like, asleep for nine hours of it. Both wow, ways. what? Mm-hmm. Oh, you're Did great you with something? Yeah. I took a little sleeping pill. <laughs> yeah, just a nine-hour one, yeah. Yeah, so I, like... Did you work out right beforehand? <laughs> no, but I watched, like, I was um, binging Jane the Virgin at the time. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. So I would, like, for the first half of the flight, I'd watch stuff till I got tired, and then I would... I would eat and then I would just sleep the rest of it. That's got to be so crazy waking up after like, I don't know, relaxing sleep and just you're still on a plane. <laughs> uh, yeah, but both times I, it was landing. You, wow. I'm like, I timed it. So I was like, if I can sleep, 
I'll sleep and I'll be tired and I'll wake up and we'll be like landing. That's it wasn't perfect. bad at all. That's the longest flight you've ever done. Ever done. And that's probably why I've never been to like Asia because I wanted to go to like Bali and I've thought about going to like Japan, but I was like, man, that's so long. Like Australia is so long, but 17 hours, it's... Yeah, if you can do that, yeah. I guess you're good, you right? It's shorter to Australia. Well, it's like, it's six to... Um, uh, LA. LA. Yeah. And then how long? It's almost 24 hours, isn't it? I think it's like, so. I think it's like, like 12 hours to Australia from the LA. No, 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 no. It's got to be longer than that. Mm, pretty sure. <laughs> no. <laughs> we should Google it. Yeah. I don't think so. So or leave a comment. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Let us know how far it is from New York City to Australia. So when you <laughs> when you made it down to South Africa, though, you were around like real animals. Yeah, but I just read on my comments that like uh, that wasn't the place I should go. So now I don't know. But yeah, I went to pe- to don't a, listen to comments. I, <laughs> I went to a petting like a I guess like a safari. Like, yeah, we all went as a group. Yeah, mm-hmm. and so we got to like pet the lions. We pet a cheetah. Um, we did like a safari drive where we saw lions and all these other animals. Like up close. Like very up close. Yeah. Yeah. yeah no. Nah. Um, and now I've just been reading that they're not necessarily like the best places for animals. So oh. I'm sorry. But <laughs> but it was like... What an experience. Well, yeah, it was like super crazy. You didn't do anything like stupid for a picture with a no, animal. No, I, like, I, I your was... Head in no, <laughs> I was like very scared to even like pet a lion. Right. Like I was kind of like, ah. But you know, it's kind of like petting my cat, Boo. They're like very much... They're very similar. Mm. I do not think that they're similar. They are. If you've met my cat, you know that they're very similar. <laughs> Vicious? Uh, yes, sometimes. Okay. And even to you, she just is like an old woman. She's mm. 15. Is she from Aruba? <laughs> she Honestly, she should be in. Aruba. She acts like she should be in Aruba. Yeah. Like, yeah. She's just old and like she's really loud. Like, like, you know, like an old person that wakes up and is just like complaining. <laughs> like she's like that in cat form. Like she's complaining all day long. Like me being home. I'm like, wow, my cat will not shut up <laughs> all she does is meow all day long but yeah. she's also on a diet so i think she's not really happy and a little hungry well i i'm gonna guess the cat is not making the choice behind the diet <laughs> yeah no she was a little unhealthy but now she's cat. well not anymore now she's living her best life as oh, great. you guys have seen does she go to yeah, the gym at six o'clock in the morning <laughs> <laughs> she's up at 5 a.m running around we got her some toys so i think she's like out of her like fat depression Mm -hmm. she seems like she's in a better space oh congratulations to (laughs) so i have to tell you guys yes i've been waiting so Mm -hmm. you guys see what i like to eat i'm a foodie yes Mm -hmm. right yes and 80 percent of what i eat is seafood a lot of times Mm -hmm. i'm like a big shrimp person shout out to city island there you go right (laughs) okay so fast forward like rewind four days ago i was making fun of a friend of mine because he has a shrimp allergy and when he goes to benihana's he says like I'm allergic and I feel like those people shouldn't go to Benihana's because then the chef has to cook everybody else's meal first before they can make the little shrimp. Mm -hmm. But, you know, you like to have the shrimp as an appetizer. So you're waiting for this um, hibachi shrimp and it's like taking forever. You were shrimp shaming him. Completely. (laughs) Like you can literally go back a few days on my timeline. (laughs) Right. So I've been sick. I went to the doctor. They're like, we're going to give you a blood test. We'll give you an allergy test. Wait. So I'm like, okay, I'm like not allergic to anything ever. So yesterday I went back and I'm like, okay, well, you have like a minor allergy to pollen, which I feel like everybody does. Yep. And he was like, you have a minor food allergy. So I'm like, okay. <laughs> He's like, 
You're allergic to shrimp? No! <laughs> and I just started laughing like a psycho. <laughs> like, you know the little gif of the little boy that he's laughing and then yeah, he starts, starts to crying? cry? Yeah. I was laughing like a psychopath. What in the world are you going to do? Well, Tough I was like, find minor. Like, yeah. should I not eat it? And he was like, well, you probably get an upset stomach sometimes if you ever notice. And I was like, yeah, but I thought like, it's from like dairy or anything else I was eating. Oh, I eat shrimp like excessively. Yeah, you are done. So that no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> I, I no. <laughs> I'll take a Benadryl before I start eating shrimp. So I was like, well, like, should I not eat it? He was like, no, but like it, it just takes a year off your life every time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's like, it could get better or it could get worse. You could have created it from eating it so much, or it could go away. <laughs> this is a strange doctor, by the way. <laughs> so I was like, okay. So I was just like, what kind of sick joke is this? Like, by God? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, why would you make me allergic to the only thing I truly enjoy? <laughs> right. That's like making me allergic to cameras, making me legally blind. Right, like, right. How, why would you even do that? I'm so sorry for I, you. Uh, right? Yeah, I'm yeah. sorry for your loss. But I, yeah. <laughs> if the guy who I was shaming uh, listens to me, I still stand by it. Oh like, my God. If I get sick from eating shrimp, I obviously will stop eating it, but I also won't go to Benihana's. Right, you That's will. That's just like the rule. Yeah, you You're, wouldn't just go for the um, the smoking no. like onion, onion tower? <laughs> no, because I don't think it's fair. Wow. Are you going to switch up to like <laughs> steak or, or chicken or something? Well, I guess I'm going to eat more chicken, but I'm just like, this is just so miserable. That really? I can eat the other. Like I could still eat crab and lobsters. What'd so. your mom say? She laughed and said yeah, it's my yeah. fault. <laughs> I called her like, you're not going to believe this. Like I'm allergic to shrimp. And she was like, it makes sense. You eat so much of it. That's nuts. Because <laughs> I would kept telling her that I thought I was allergic to milk. Mm -hmm. And my mom is like really frustrated by like, the internet and like how everyone's allergic to everything now. There's oh, all these today's issues, day right? and age, yeah. Because like my friends will come over and they they always are trying to tell my mom like new things and she's just very adamant about that not being true. So my friend was there the other day like, oh, you know, like adults are not supposed to drink milk. Da -da 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 -da. My mom was like, that's not true. <laughs> and I'm, I was like, By the way, that's a very good Lee impression. Yeah, it was great. I sound like her a lot, <laughs> more often than I think I do. But she was just, she she was like, you're not allergic to milk. And I was like, Doctor, am I allergic to milk? He was like, no, just, just. Your mom just was right. right, yeah. She was right. And that's what she kept saying. Like, yeah. I was right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And this is your fault. Yeah. That's <laughs> terrible. Mm hmm Damn. Or, or you could be adventurous this year mm -hmm. and eat your fair share of shrimp. Um, I'm going to only eat it when I really want it mm -hmm. or like when it's like something, like when it's do or die. Yeah. Yeah. Die. <laughs> Knock on wood. Yeah. Does this affect the apps that you play? which are all about making food. Okay, you guys are going to be very surprised. I have stopped playing cooking games. Why? Um, one, I just felt like I was wasting a lot of money on them, as I told you guys last Yes, thousands year. of dollars. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which I really feel like if you haven't heard my first podcast, you should listen to it. Yeah, wow, that's a good ad. Um, yeah, and yeah. then you should listen to this one to see the growth. Uh, yeah. Um, so. By the way, we can use that on any, in, on any podcast that we yeah. put out. Yeah. Like we can be like Raven saying like, I feel like you should listen to my podcast or this one, you know? Yeah, yeah. you should. Yeah. You should listen to them all, but yeah. that's just my only plug of the day. Yes. But I have a Nintendo Switch. Mm -hmm. So I like to play on there, Super Smash Bros. Or now I downloaded Tetris, which was free. Love Tetris. Wait, you're playing against 99 people, though. Whoa. 
and so it's like Fortnite Tetris. Kind of. And you can send like when you make a line, you, you can send that line to someone another, else, someone else. A little sabotage. Like KO. Yeah. So mm. you're like trying to sabotage the other 99 people by sending lines to people. And you said you didn't do cocaine. cocaine right? Again. With so <laughs> I know. Hey, guys, it's Jeff and Eric here from the podcast, the podcast that you're listening to. Hello. And boy, do we have something special for you today. It's something that's actually been special for the past two months. Tell me more. We've got mugs. Mean mugs. What? For sale. You can buy mean mugs. Go to itsthereal.com slash shop and get your mean mug today. Okay. Say I did that, Jeff. Say I went to itsthereal.com slash shop Mm -hmm. and I ordered a mean mug and the mean mug showed up on my doorstep. What in the world would I do with it? You would probably put it back on the shelf because that's where it came from. We (laughs) sell them from our apartment. (laughs) Oh, well. Fair. Yep. What if I was someone Point else? Jeff. Okay. What if I was someone else mm-hmm. who broke into our apartment? What if I was someone else who ordered that mug and it showed up in my mailbox? What would I do with that mug? The, our mailbox here? You would put it back on the shelf. We're selling mugs from our apartment. Ladies and gentlemen, who's on first? Jeff has no imagination. <laughs> Go buy a mean mug right now. It's thrill.com slash shop. Mm-hmm. And tell us what you want to do with it. Yeah. Actually, why don't you send it to us? <laughs> yeah. A little present? Yeah. So buy a mug, put our address on it. We'll take it back. It's com slash shop. We were talking about game night before we started recording, and you have certain rules about game night. That you, I think everyone should follow. You should have how many people on a game night? No more than 10, realistically eight. Okay. And the types of games that you want to play... I definitely want to play Taboo to open it up because if you don't know each other, it's a good way to figure out who are the strong people in your team and who are the weaker people in your team. Right. Mm -hmm. You also take Pictionary. Pictionary. Telestrations. Mm. What is the difference between Taboo and Catchphrase besides the fact that Catchphrase has a different mechanism? Isn't Catchphrase where you put it in the box though? No. No, that's um, Gestures. Catchphrase? (laughs) Catchphrase is the electronic one that you pass around and, and have to, you know, take uh, Taboo has the... No, because Taboo uh, has all the elements of, like, a game night. Like, you gotta, like, you're, like, nervous, you're flipping the cards, people yep. can't read, right. you have the buzzer, you have the... Someone has to keep track of time, Timer. someone has yep. to keep track of score. Yep. You need all those um, So things. you... But you want to do a regular game night with regular friends, right? Like, you want I the like same to people do, to come through? Well, yes and no. Like, I also like to really play Heads Up. We were just playing Heads Up, like, two nights ago in a bar, uh-huh. randomly. Yep. Um, I feel like game nights are a good way to feel, like, people out. Okay. So, like, I like going to other people's game nights because I think when you're, like, playing with your close friends after a while, you know each other, so you can just say things or guess things. But if I don't know you, right. I can get a good feel of how smart you are yeah. with games. Here's what I don't like about Heads Up that the it doesn't always catch like when the the thing is turned true but you can watch the video after and then you can um tally it mm. they also have a game of thrones heads up which is like my favorite that's thing. like right in your wheelhouse <laughs> that is just my life right but now. as a nintendo switch user can you play nintendo switch games up to four people i feel like unless it's like um Mario or 99 Kart. people but mark or you play eight but again i feel like you can't people have like these game nights and Mm -hmm. it's like 15 people i'm not subbing you della if you're listening to this well della has ones with like 100 people right right right. yeah then no like two people are on the side playing jenga (laughs) like a couple people are playing um uno but depending on your age with uno you have different rules what are your rules for uno my rule is when you put a draw four down, mm-hmm. you cannot put a draw two on top of it. The only thing... So no stacking. 
You can only stack a draw four on a draw four. Because they match. Yeah, it's a wild. <laughs> yeah. So that's the only thing you can put on top of it. Mm-hmm. You can't put a draw two on top of a draw four. Do you go over the rules beforehand? Yeah, with people like Loki, yeah, because he doesn't <laughs> know how to play and he thinks he knows how to play and he's always talking about Uno and he's terrible at yeah. it. Yeah, not very smart. He's terrible. I really <laughs> yeah. want him to you know You can see this. how smart the person is. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. when you write the little blurb, make sure you write Raven discusses how Loki is terrible at Uno. And Angel will come in and destroy <laughs> and yes, you in the because comments. Yeah. <laughs> he gets so mad playing and then he's just so mad the whole game because he's losing. Like, all the time. I once interviewed Jay-Z. Did and I, you? Yeah, for Rolling Stone. Okay. Where I talked about how he had played Jenga for the first time. Mm. And he said that he... I think he was good. I can't remember. So I'm, I'm, I'm wondering, have you played Jenga with no. Jay-Z? No. <laughs> but that should be on my bucket list. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just going to start carrying a Jenga in my um, camera bag. Yeah, yeah, yeah Maybe sure. I'll just pull it out, put it on the table. Yeah. Like, oh, we'll just take a photo here and then pull one out. And oh, what, then... is, what is this? Yeah. Is this, <laughs> is this <laughs> meant to be? <laughs> Where did this come from, this this Jenga tower? Ma- that's that, like, that would up. be a crazy That would be a crazy story. Do you do setups for like when you when you're uh, taking photos of people? Um, sometimes I feel like it'll be like a chair or things because a lot of times it's on the go, which is why, like I was telling you guys, I want to do more of my own um passion projects so i can like have a full like set design and Mm -hmm. like come up with ideas because right now i feel like people think that i only want to do event or music photography and Mm -hmm. that's not true when all you want to do is palm trees (laughs) honestly i haven't taken a picture of palm tree in a long time damn wow I've grown a lot. Yeah. yeah. It's like that and shrimp just out. <laughs> Everything that I love. Just Cooking done. games. Yeah. Shrimp. Mm-hmm. Palm trees. You need a clean start. I'm right? brand I am brand new. Yeah. yeah. So when you have your pictures on uh, t-shirts or sweatshirts, do they show you the design beforehand? And what is it like when you first get it and you hold it in your hands? For the last one that I had on this tour, mm-hmm. I, yeah, they showed it to me, but I didn't think it was going to... Like, they were like, oh, he wants to put this on a shirt. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. <laughs> um, and then like I had seen it, and I thought it was really cool. Um, and then I just didn't know it was going to happen. Like, I just forgot, kind of, I guess, like, working and you're moving. And then um, I was in Orlando, and I was walking by the merch table, and I saw it. And I was like, oh, my God, that's my shirt. And I bought it. Yeah. <laughs> and then after, and I was, I bought it. And then I was walking around showing everybody on, on the stage that it was mine before the show. And then after the show, like the tour manager came over and was like, hey, this is a gift. And I was like, oh man, I already uh, bought it. Yeah, one. can you refund the money? <laughs> and then I like put it, like I put up the link. That's so like, nice though. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I think like those things that are tangible for me always like, have a really special value. And I think like people are so caught up with like um, monetary gains in life, like especially with work, you you wanna be paid or all these things. And for me, like these little things sometimes that happen to me, I'm just like, they mean so much to me. Well, I bet you look back at like all the gigs that you shot for free, you know, coming up that you, that really laid the sort of foundation for you to be able to do these things that will pay you and pay off for you. Yeah, I mean, all mostly like 90% of the music stuff I did was free. Like if you saw me at shows, I wasn't working for those artists. I wasn't working for a publication. I was just um, shooting. And I didn't have a problem with it because it was something I love to do. And I think that a lot of times people uh, forget that. And they're like, well, I'm working, so I want to be paid. But I feel like that's part of the 10,000 hours of you working. You're like doing a lot of stuff for free, especially 
uh, creatively. And you did have a shitty job. And I did have a shitty job, so I was kind of getting paid there. Yeah. Um, but 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 it's it's that you have the shitty job, and then you do the after hours mm-hmm. and and go follow your passion then. Yeah, because a lot of things take time to make money, right? So you see, like all these people, and they'll start a podcast, and then they do like. 10 or 12 episodes and you're like okay why don't i have any um income and you're like man you have to do a lot of episodes you have to gain a lot of people before you have like any monetary value on it because like you have to build that brand and and, like have people trust you and want to pay for it like there's so many things you can get for free why would people just start paying for something unless they were like completely obsessed with it and also if you take one picture and go viral off that it's like well how do you follow that up yeah and i think the idea of something being viral now is like it's so easy and to a degree it really doesn't mean anything because there are so many we're all on the internet like it doesn't like doesn't take any effort to retweet something wow you really do sound like drake at the grammys really (laughs) no but it's you know guys it's really easy to go viral (laughs) right i think it's important and meanwhile here you are chasing clout (laughs) right uh in cardi's mentions yeah yeah. Yeah. no but i think it's really really um easy to get caught up in things like numbers and likes and views and um those things because that's how we're measuring success right yeah mm-hmm. i have this conversation um all the time about like music because back in the day someone could sell like a million records right but nowadays like you have all these artists and people like breaking records with streams but it's way easier to stream something than it is to buy a record so are we discrediting everyone they should make a new um measuring system to me for streams versus saying like oh this person broke this record like okay but in 1990 that wasn't the same equivalent as streaming music like anybody you can stream music anywhere i can listen to anything a million times like right you can't just go like people weren't just buying a th- like people were buying tens and thousands of records like i bought four backstreet boy black and blue albums like four. why yeah wait <laughs> because what? i was such a fan but do you see what i'm saying like i bought four albums as a kid yeah but you also bought two hoodies <laughs> yeah but i bought four <laughs> albums versus like that to me is a little different than streaming a song right i think that the, the 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 rules of fandom or whatever mm-hmm. it's much easier now and so like the connections are much more shallow yeah, you know, like, but so you're like, measuring people's success on the same system, well, which to me discredits the artist before it. But I think that it it's more of an issue of like longevity for now, right? Like how how much longer are Lil so and so going to be around when all it is is like, well, I don't have to click on them anymore, you know? But does that matter? Like, does it matter? Do they do you need longevity if you can make a lot of money in a short amount of time, right? Like somebody else, it might have taken them a long time to see money between their like deal Mm -hmm. and marketing and selling records and now you can come up you can like be a you know a a bad baby and like you can blow up yeah that's her name right yeah yeah yeah, yeah, i was calling her bad barbie for a long time well yeah you know but yeah like you can be young like you know i think people forget um that like everybody has access to music now and like there are six-year-olds seven-year-olds eight-year-olds that can listen to one song like a million times right Mm -hmm. Baby and Shark. Baby Shark. Baby Shark. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Which people are playing in the club. That's weird. Don't do that. That's lame. <laughs> yeah. Right. Um, I was going to go off on that, but keep going. Yeah. But yeah, but I think a couple things. I think there should be a different measuring system or that shouldn't matter. Like, I don't think that's, that means that you're any less of an artist if you have more streams. Well, I think it's the same thing with like followers, right? Like, and the one thing I agreed with Kanye this entire, like, you know, two years that mm-hmm. he's been doing Kanye 
the one thing I thought that he said that was right was that, you know, on Twitter, we shouldn't go by followers. On Instagram, we shouldn't go by followers. Like, it shouldn't just be about, like, you know, likes and all this stuff. These metrics are wrong. Right. Like, they're damaging. Officially, I said that, too. So, can you give him the credit <laughs> instead of, like, Kanye? No, I don't agree with officially I said anything. <laughs> I'm sure I said that, but I haven't seen it. So, I haven't seen it. Um, but, at, but then, okay, flip side, devil's advocate, right? Yeah. If you say something, right, and mm-hmm. you, Eric, are verified. I am. You, the people that follow you, you know, their voice, we say, ha- holds some merit, right? They, they do. And then, like, there's someone trolling you, and they say something, and they only have, like, they follow 10,000 people and have two followers. Mm-hmm. You kind of, we still filter who we speak to based on their circles and who they know. Correct. So I think they're like it's it's a very really really um blurry line. Yeah. Um because I do think in life everyone's opinion matters to them. Right. Yeah. But I don't think that matters to me per se. Right. Our friend Alex, uh, the bald god, put something on Twitter saying that um Fab's verse on Uptown Vibes isn't getting enough attention uh, as it should, and then he followed that up by saying that. Fab's verse on Uptown Vibes is the best thing he's done in 10 years or whatever. Best verse he's had in 10 years. And so I quote tweeted that and I said facts. Now, Alex was trolling. I was saying like in terms of importance and in terms of like it got him on SNL, in terms of like radio play, I think there's actually merit in that, right? People just went nuts, threw me down on the street and were like, I'm never going to listen to you uh, for your opinion again, or your opinion doesn't matter, or whatever. And I'm just Did like, they cancel you? They, I yeah, think yeah, I got canceled. canceled. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm just like, but, I love Fab's music. Yeah, but the the thing that was crazy about the whole thing was that everybody who was so mad about it was like, oh, don't act like this wasn't nine years ago, and they were pulling out like you know the soul random, tapes or whatever. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it's like, yes, the soul tapes were great, and they were nine years ago, and you know <laughs> that does fall in the ten year thing that we have come up to. But you know, but it's like because I have a verified check next to my name something that i wrote just saying facts quote tweeting another one of my friends says everything about me in terms of my opinion and everything and, and from it's there weird. it's over and it's weird because then it like you have to be so mindful and like cautious because like you know you do interview people you it wasn't like set out of malice right right, right. or it doesn't negate that you might like a million of his songs even right. if you don't think that they were super relevant or, or super impactful right but now it's like everything else doesn't matter because you said this tweet that no one is gonna remember in like 10 days 10 minutes right <laughs> like that's why i don't tweet about any i can't tweet anything without someone telling me like no that's not true right like i bought a bath pillow and people were like oh no 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 you're not gonna like it and i was just like it's just crazy sometimes so that being said i am most shocked by the fact that you bought something (laughs) oh my goodness yeah i actually raven is the queen of influence i honestly i wish because i when i was moving i had to buy all my furniture and i really thought that having so many followers i would have got some free shit somebody would be a carpenter i was like i really have to buy a couch like no one is going to send me a Casper mattress. Like, what? Ramya, like, what do I have yeah. to do to get a free mattress? By the way, Ramya, what does she have yeah. to do to get a free mattress? Also, Ramya, I would like a free mattress as well. well. Also, Ramya, please come back from Europe because yeah. I'm lost. She's killing it. Oh, wait. Does she drive you everywhere? No, but she's like my manager. I know, so I know. I, know. I like, feel like I should. I feel like I should speak and see her every day. She should yes. be on the road with you. 
she's just uh, she does it all she's amazing but Um, yeah i was like i do buy a lot of things jeff okay (laughs) and i think that's why i don't like the term influencer but i do like that people trust my opinions because i don't really do like promotional stuff like Mm -hmm. i really support stuff that i really like or i bought or i believe in now if stuff comes and i end up liking it that's different how was the bath pillow okay so i used it yesterday yeah Mm -hmm. pretty comfortable but made me tired so I was like, okay, I'm tired. <laughs> I'm falling asleep. Wait, how do we know that it wasn't the gym that made you tired? It could be both, but I don't like. I now I have to like not be go to the. This gym is like going to the allergenist, <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It could be milk or it could be shrimp. Yeah. I'm like, I was like falling asleep, and I was like, what do I do? Like, should I try it again? Is it? Am I tired? Should I be falling asleep? Like, is that what the pillow is for? Yeah, and you want to know what? Did You'll you figure it out it? after you take a nap. Yeah. <laughs> but I paid for it. I paid thirty bucks. Mm-hmm. Um, just back to the tangible things. Does it mean more to you to have a a physical print on a wall and have? a physical uh, garment that you can wear with your image on it than something on your Instagram? Um, it doesn't mean more, but I think it it's an added on bonus for me. Because people will steal your image from your oh, Instagram. Yeah. and I mean, they redo it. I'm sure they're so all of my... I've seen like my photos on shirts at shows. It's like, I don't really care. It's not... If I didn't want people to use them and see them and print them out themselves, like I wouldn't put them up. You know what I'm saying? But Mm -hmm. there is another value that I get or um, a fulfillment I get from seeing it in print. I've like really been upset that I don't have a magazine cover yet. Mm. Like I'm very upset. I want everyone that listens to this podcast to know I'm so mad. Um, So it's just like, okay, now I want to get a print because I want to see it. Like it doesn't make any sense to me why I haven't. um, So this is is the goal. I wouldn't say it's the goal, but it's definitely one of like, it's on my bucket list of, okay, this has to happen this year. What else do you want to do? Um, I want like a billboard that's there for a few months. So that, I guess, would come from campaigns. And it's like, it's weird because we never know, like, you look at a campaign, a campaign, you normally don't know who shot it. Like, sometimes in magazine covers, you don't know who shot it unless you look in it. Like, it's not about the name. I think that's where it comes about it being tangible for me and me being able to, like, see it or, like, come to your house. And it's like there because you can always like look back at it um and i still feel like people put importance on it like i still feel like um there's a different level of respect for someone that's shooting covers versus someone that's not well how do you turn editorial like how how does how does that happen i I, honestly from like i i just don't know i think it comes from me doing a lot more of my own um personal projects and people just being like, because I think when you're in these rooms and you're hiring someone for a cover, you say something like, oh, I saw this photo of a girl in a blue room and this photographer shoots everyone in a blue room. This would look really cool. So let's hire them versus like, oh, I don't think people really know what my talents. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes I don't think I know my talents, which is why I'm trying to figure it out. So I think that it's hard for me to like package what i do because i'm not really showing you like what i do but like if you but, know but, me but you, mm-hmm. you know i, I can mean, do anything yes yeah but like obviously there are editors and there are um people who work in all these companies who follow you on instagram but i feel like if you follow me on instagram you would think that like i'm a tour photographer a lifestyle photographer and then like an event photographer mm-hmm. well so does that like seep into your experience out there in those stadiums where you're like I'm going to do a little something different and this is going to show off what Mm -hmm. I want to project. Yeah, I think that's really important to me, like getting those moments. And also I think I try to project that even in like 
tour photography. So what's one of the photographs that you can like think of right now where you were like, you know what, that that was what I wanted to to do. Mm. I got the ISO right. I got the, you know, the <laughs> I think depth the photo, of field. I think the photo I took a J in the purple suit in South Africa um, because I like got the clear chair. I put it in front of the curtain. I was like, this is how I envision it. Like him sitting in this chair where it could be an editorial if I wanted it to be. Like it could be in a magazine and be like the opening shot. So I think things like that for me um, have been really important. And now moving forward in the next few months, it's like, okay, I just want to work. Like if you're a model and um, or you're a producer or you're a set designer, like these are the people I feel like I need to meet. And interns. And interns. <laughs> but like if you are someone that like design sets or you're a stylist or you're someone I can build off of or like be my muse, mm -hmm. I want to like work with people like that because I feel like I want to just start cranking out photos, um, not necessarily for likes, but just so that I can get them out on paper. And then maybe that can translate to more editorial work. Well, yeah, I mean, a lot of it comes from just doing the work and then then you figure out who you mm -hmm. are and what your your vision is. And then it's like really crazy, too, because when we talk about like tangible things, like you go to a museum sometimes or you'll go to like a photography museum and like the photos can be so they're so simple, right? It's like a mother and son like walking in the streets of New York in 1980. But it's it's like all the other factors about it, like that it's in print, that it's on a wall in a museum, like all those things make the photo important. Like that photo could have been on Instagram now and gotten like two likes. Right. So that's why I think that things that are tangible are like a little more important to me because... This is what you should explain to your friends who complain about the birthday posts. <laughs> they better listen to this podcast because <laughs> I am through and I'm not even going to care anymore. I'm doing one, one per person. Are you going to start doing um, like happy birthday posts but it's only pictures of you looking right? I might just start saying, like I might it's like just start you solo. doing selfies of <laughs> yeah. me and saying happy, happy birthday. birthday. That's what I'm that is brilliant. Yeah, yeah that's all I'll do. <laughs> no more of like the old photo of us, the drunk video on Snapchat, just photos of me yep. saying happy birthday because mm -hmm. I'm, I was so upset about the Does argument. Does everybody in 2019 believe themselves to be like model worthy? Um, yes, I think to a degree, but I think rightfully so, because I don't, I don't think that a model is only someone that's like 120 pounds, 5'11", like, I don't agree with that. Right. The only other acceptable size is 6'3", 165. <laughs> <laughs> I think that you, I just think your subject, like a photo can be so cool if you, like if the subject themselves is like into it. And like, I think the other factors are so important, like what they're wearing, where it's at, like the lighting, like all those things matter to me so much more sometimes than like who the person is. Like we could make Jeff look really cool. Finally. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> also what? <I> <laughs> Eric is already like, Eric's like the cool one. Wow. Okay. <laughs> have you seen me dance? <laughs> I have. <laughs> As I've said on Instagram. But, yeah. Eric is like, Eric's, if you guys are like hot and cold, mm -hmm. <laughs> well, that's not a good idea. Yeah, yeah wait, wait, wait. No, 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 keep going with this great idea. No, I feel Tell like me how Eric cold is I am. positive and negative. Okay, yeah, yeah. I've always looked at, like, you're like the nice one, mm -hmm. and Eric is like the outspoken, cool <laughs> one. Mm. But that might not be true. I also think Eric, Eric's the nice one. I, I, I do think of myself I as nice. I thought you were 
were the nice one. No. I, at first, I was like, oh, Eric is definitely like the outspoken one. No, then I I'm, started to realize that Eric is the one that writes all the nice comments yeah, yeah. and remembers everything, that and is, you're the shady one. That is yeah, the, yeah, yeah. That but is I the used to think it was the opposite. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm like, oh, that's true. Yeah, I, I sent you a birthday text or something no, like that. I was like, oh like, my god, thank Eric you, Jeff. Is yeah. Eric is the nice. <laughs> we used to. So our friend Marsha, mm-hmm. she had us both on text. And she was like, wow, like, you know, Jeff doesn't really speak as much in person, but maybe he's like really vocal and like really like emotional on <laughs> on, uh, on on text. text. Yeah. Turns out she had Eric saved as Jeff. See? Yeah. Yeah. Eric? I called her one time and she was like, why are you calling from Jeff's phone? I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> For what? so long. Yeah. And I was like, yeah. Oh, and then like in the last year or so, I was like, Eric is like. <laughs> The nice one that's nice and sends nice messages, remembers things. Sure. You're not. <laughs> you probably don't remember anything. He's probably reminding you of all these things. No, you know what's great is that I haven't been on Facebook for a year and Jeff is still on Facebook occasionally and he sees the birthdays. So I rely on Jeff to be like, send a birthday text in the group text. Yeah, but I say happy birthday. And then like and Eric writes like a three paragraph about how much they mean to him. Okay, can we just... Do we have time to talk about like we have all the time? In the okay, world. Yeah. cool. Yeah. Do we? Can we talk about your other podcast with like the locks? Yeah. Sure. That you guys like rate. Movies? By the way, we have we have other ones that we're not going to talk about, but we'll tell you afterwards too. And yeah, um, yeah. that is like the most brilliant idea ever. Thank you. Thank you. If you ever have a guest and need someone to watch a movie with, you want to watch a movie with us? Yes. Okay. I want to. I don't. You guys did Coco. We, we did, did Coco. Coco. Yep. Which was my favorite. Well, Great. what? Yeah. So, what kind of movies are your like purview? Um, well, I feel like with them, I'd want to see them either do like kid movies, sure, mm-hmm. right, or like A Star Is Born. Oh yeah, yeah. So we're gonna watch the Green Book. <laughs> I have to watch the Green Book anyway, but yeah, like there's gonna be a lot of um, conflicting opinions. I think <laughs> on that. I bet that like I bet that somehow Styles is gonna like it. Oh, I thought that that Sheik would like it. I think that Styles is definitely gonna like it, and I think that Sheik would not like it. <laughs> do you guys feel like you learn so much about people based on like the movies they like? Oh, for sure, yeah. for sure. I learned that Sheik has the worst movie taste <laughs> on the planet like, Earth. Yeah. Mike has never cool. seen The Notebook. I've never seen The Notebook. But did you oh see my that? God, this is <laughs> so. But then he's like, Raven, like, think about when The Notebook came out, my <laughs> age, why would I have watched it? But in my head, I feel like for pop culture, everyone should have seen that movie. Well, would you watch it together? Have you tried to watch it together? I just got him to watch start Game of Thrones. He's on season three. Wait, so what, did, what, what does Mike watch? <laughs> He watches. Hold on. Wait, can I guess? Guess, guess, guess. Does he watch? Hmm. Like, I'm trying to think of something like way left or. or no, no, no. No? It's very on brand. <laughs> he watches the same four black sitcoms. Yeah. Every day. Okay. Oh, Martin. Martin yeah. Yep. Fresh Prince, yeah. which he also has on his phone. Okay. Mm-hmm. Wayne's World, which. Not Wayne's. No, Wayne's Brothers. I'm sorry. Wayne's Brothers. Yeah. Wrong, wrong show. Yeah. Wayne's Brothers. Um, and then he'll watch like. Um, in live um, in living color. In living color. Okay. Yeah. Sometimes, but really. By the way, Wayne's World would have been such no, a good. No, that would have yeah. been off. Yeah, that would have been off brand. Or but also Wayne's like Brothers, no, Wayne I'm saying Way, like yeah. Damon Wayans. Yeah. Oh, World. World. Yeah. Or it would have been a good in living color sketch. Wayne's World. <laughs> wow. Okay. <laughs> I watch Wayne's World. Yeah, I know yeah. He's one of the funniest people to me on Twitter because he's always subbing everyone. Yo, he's brilliant. been killing it lately. It's brilliant. Like yeah. I, I really think he just like doesn't give a fuck anymore. That's he's why just, like, I enjoy it. It's great. Because he's yeah. for me like. Really quick, he's just someone I feel like has always been really genuine. Oh, totally. And like he's been in these rooms and these spaces for so long that it's like you can't discredit him because he actually probably knows what he's talking about. He's been around it. Yeah. Yep. Um, 
And a lot of times it's always people that are not in those rooms talking about things. But when you're someone that's been in it, you're a little more discreet. But you know that he knows what he's talking about. Yeah. But back to Mike, he only watches three shows. <laughs> um, and we've watched them all already in general. Like growing up, I've seen all these episodes of Martin and Fresh Prince. But we still will religiously watch them. Yeah. Um, so when I got him to watch... Living Single. <laughs> and it was like... A little, yeah. little further left. Yeah. No, I don't, I'm like, I've seen that. But yeah. Game of Thrones, I was like, everyone around him had watched it mm-hmm. at this point. I was like, you're the only person left. <laughs> and like, so I was like, really excited. Now he's on season three. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When I watch episodes with him, he doesn't give me the reaction I need, which I also understand mm. is probably because I've already seen it. So yeah. I know why. But also it's first season is like whatever. He's on season three. Yeah. I know. But like, so season, two, is, he, is, he, is he liking it or is he like slogging yeah, through it? Yeah, he's liking it. Like, no. But like when Ned was killed, he said that. Well, spoiler uh, yeah. alert. <laughs> I mean, everyone should have already seen this. <laughs> yeah, we've all seen it. Yeah. So if you haven't, like, right. yeah. you shouldn't even watch right. it all. Yeah. But he said that I was sniffling next to him. So that <laughs> made him know that it was like really over because I just started to cry again right but now i can't um retweet like all the season eight stuff because he he hasn't seen he it he hasn't yet. seen it and i don't want to ruin it for him so right. i have to not tweet about it or you could block him <laughs> he but he just goes on my twitter from like a public thing because he doesn't tweet <laughs> he just reads it so i'm like i can't post like you know photos of brand or anything it's right like, but also, are you watching him watch it? Yeah. Yeah, and that's I'm a little difficult. You mm-hmm. want you want him to share that emotion that you have yes. in that moment. All Did the you time. see that the notebook re-edited the ending? What? In uh, Britain. <laughs> apparently not. And so like I didn't know that the ending was that they fast forward a million years, but apparently like that part's gone. Spoiler alert. Yeah. It made like big news this week. What? I didn't see the yeah. news. Anyways, the fact that he just hasn't seen that or that you haven't seen it and you are a movie critic to me is like kind of weird. Oh, Jeff? Wow. Oh. This is just like the fab thing all over again. Yeah, yeah, How yeah. Can you trust I don't my think opinion? I can trust any opinion you have because you haven't seen <laughs> there it. There you go. Yeah. What is something that you and Mike connect on that you think would be like the last thing you would connect on? <laughs> I don't know. We always are just, dis- we don't disagree, but I feel like. What do we connect on? I mean, shrimp. Yeah, he's that's out now. Well, now I don't have to keep making him shrimp scampi. I'm going to meal. I can try something else. I'm like shrimp scampi again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Crabby yeah. crab again. By the way, that's really nice if you make it for Mike and you can't even eat it yourself. That's not happening. <laughs> yeah. I strictly make it for myself. I yeah, just get leftovers for him. Um, we have our sense of humor is very similar, uh, so. I depend on him to send me anything new that's funny. And a lot of times I steal it for myself. And like if I'm tweeting about something, <laughs> he probably put, put me on. Same thing with music. Um, but but he, it's nice that you're giving him credit right now. Yeah. Hopefully he listens to this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but he has a really good taste in music. And, and he's like really low key funny, which people I don't think know because he's so quiet. He's really funny. Mm-hmm. But he's very really quiet, funny. very tall. He's, he's like really funny. so funny, and that's why I think we connect so well. Yeah, like we always we we got close, like we started to talk to each other like years ago because this is when like Vine was around, and he kept revining this video of the kid that goes like ye, you know. The <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it was the first place I had seen it was on his Vine, and then I thought that he was so funny, so I would just go on Vine to see what he re- reposted. He swears I liked him then, but I didn't. Uh-huh. I just was really into like the comedy part of it. But yeah, he's really funny. <laughs> um, I want to talk about Mike being in the back of that plane. <laughs> Freaking out? Yeah, well, Mike is a tall drink of water. Six, eight. 
and, and for him to be in that tiny plane he was very stuck and i kept saying can you take photos <laughs> and he kept saying there's no angle for me to get because it's so tiny and i was like i don't know figure this out like this is what you do you're good at yeah this. well supposedly yeah i mean <laughs> um can show we, improve yeah Let, let's talk about another person who's very important to you and a friend of the room david amaya oh Well, here's what I want to know first and foremost. He's known as Amaya to everybody, but I think. Including Buster Rhymes, who thinks he's a woman. But I. What? (laughs) He he tells everyone the story that, like, when he worked at um, Rap Radar, (laughs) I guess, like, he. I guess because his name was Amaya, he thought he was a girl. So, like, the pronouns he used to address him in the email were feminine. (laughs) But he had to be like, nope, I'm a guy. Um. We know him as David. When do you ever call him David? Ever? Sometimes. On his birthday? When I'm mad. When you're mad? <laughs> when I think he's doing something silly. Like I'm he's like your David. son. Yeah. But I just, uh, Amaya. Yeah. Sometimes I call him um, Amai. Mm-hmm. Amai? Yeah, shorten it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, I feel like everyone knows him as Amaya. That's it. That's it. He yeah. has been not only instrumental in, in your uh, early career, because as we've talked about, he stole an image and <laughs> didn't include your watermark and That's credit and whatever, built right? A relationship with on Rap Radar. Radar. Yeah. But but since you were saying before that you guys have like climbed the ladder simultaneously, you know? Yeah, because I feel like every um, place he worked, that was like a point in my career where like it was also changing, and then we were also sharing photos. So first it was like rap radar and then he went on to work at Def Jam and then I would be at like Def Jam events and like we'd share photos there he'd share them on that account and then now complex it's like you're sharing my photos on (coughs) the Instagram and I feel like I've also met so many people in those buildings from being so close to him um and like he knows that if he needs a like a high-res photo that I've taken he can always ask me like if it was somebody else I'm probably not even gonna send it but for Amaya like I would send him any photo and I'd ask rather it go up from him first sometimes than anywhere else uh but as i was telling you guys i feel like it's really important because i think all of us as a whole right like you guys me amaya like the kaz is like rory Kaz, Kaz, (laughs) you know all of us carly everybody everybody in this in this space of um i guess the industry right Mm -hmm. yeah we've all known each other for a really long time now because of social media so we've all um we support each other because we've all grown together so we've all been in these same rooms and i feel like i would say probably in the next five years when most of us are controlling this space it's going to be like really positive because like we all have genuine relationships with each other which is why i think it continues to work and why i think people can continue to be successful because we're all actually really good friends. Like, you know, like we're all at each other's birthday parties, you know, like you guys know my mom. Like, and I think a lot of times people lose sight of how important relationships are to success. They think that they can just like know somebody, take a picture and like that's what's gonna get them in the room. And I think that that's a misconception now. Um, who is some, first of all, I agree with all that. I didn't wanna like just like move on to another topic <laughs> without like saying like I agree like, with yeah, all yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, Well, what's your relationship like with the, um, like the the fan uh, accounts for like Beyonce and all, you know. I like I love them. Really? Yeah, because I feel like. Have they recognized you on the street? Yeah. <laughs> but they, but do you feed them or do they just like? <laughs> I mean, they get whatever I post. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and but I think that they like their love comes from a genuine place. I feel like they are really positive sometimes. Like 
you can get it, work can get really hard and like I think I'm really hard on myself I think I um I'm always like trying to figure out like okay like you know I don't always see the success the same way other people see it because I have like tunnel vision for what's next or like I'm really hard on myself and I'm a tough critic like I am a tough critic on me so if you think I'm tough on someone else like I'm 10 times harder on myself and I think that sometimes they don't they're not aware of like how like their positivity can like make a day better like there's like nothing better than taking a photo and somebody being like yes sis I stand queen like those things are like so positive and that's all from me (laughs) come to Brazil honestly like that whole thing is so cra- crazy. Does no one go to Brazil? Because they're on every fan account. Every, every single artist has like a come to Brazil. It's crazy. I love it. Yeah. It's my favorite thing. I want to go to Brazil so bad because yeah. it's just so beautiful. And I don't understand why people are not performing in South America, but I guess they're not. I feel like they are, but apparently not enough. I yeah. don't feel like they are because yeah. I feel like it's always a constant thing about going to Brazil. Like it's always like. Well, when I was on the Rihanna plane. And it was like this whole thing about how like Rihanna had not been a part of this seven day journey. We'd we'd seen her like, you know, perform seven times at the very end. Rihanna, who has not been like an actual part of, you know, hanging out with everybody on the plane. She stood at the front of the plane and she said, hey, guys, I'm sorry I didn't get to hang out, blah, 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 blah. And all these people ran to the front. And one person said, when are you going to come to (laughs) Ireland? And she's like trying to give the speech or whatever. And it's like, she just performed seven times for you. <laughs> like, do you need her to come to right, Ireland? Right. Apparently so. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> Not enough. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so I think that they're like, I mean, obviously there are going to be people that are like really entitled or feel like you should be telling them stuff that nine times out of 10, you have no idea the answer to either. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And I think like a respect level, like I'm a photographer. I'm not the artist. I would never, um, overstep that boundary i'm like happy to be in a room you know i'm happy that you trust me enough to document like your life so i don't think it's my business i wouldn't want like eric and jeff (laughs) to go on like twitter and tell somebody else something i'm doing Mm -hmm. it should come from me um but i do value that they love um the music and art and my work so much and that like they will like push it and show other people and talk about it and like that they really care and like I feel like it's cool that it matters so much to them because I'm the like I'm them you know like the same way they're getting online to see a new photo like I'm getting on the internet to see that same new photo so I think that we're all like in a very similar space as fans maybe some of us are not as extreme and like you know working in the space there's only a certain like I'm a very much a fan of all the artists I work with like very very much so athletes too like I'm a big LeBron fan you know but I I'm also working and I'm also in these rooms. I'm not like a weirdo, you know? No. (laughs) Um, So I think like uh, to sum it up, I really do like love them. Like, yeah. But I also realized that I, as much of the hive as I thought I was a part of, like there are levels of being (laughs) a fan that I have not reached. Like I've met people that were at like, 48 shows like holy cow but this year yeah this who's year. that ben <laughs> <laughs> besides ben you work with a lot of artists but you're an artist yeah and i went down to times square to celebrate you when you were putting oh. your art um you did on, not come jeff but on the <laughs> jeff jeff was waiting here for some deliveries <laughs> yeah that, that, that was true yeah. uh and your work was in times square on this giant digital billboard and you said there was a conscious effort not to put um other musical artists up there 
what do you think is 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 the one thing that ties all of those images that you did put together up there? Like, who are you as an artist? I think if you saw the NASDAQ billboard and you saw the, I think I picked 25 photos, I want to say, or 20 photos. I think the biggest thing would be color. They were all like very vibrant. Even the black and whites to me, they had like a level of, of vibrancy. Um, and I think my work is like colorful, it's bold, and um, it's personable. So I think for me as a photographer, I want photos, like if you see a photo, you wanna feel like it's familiar. Like the person that shot it, I was familiar with the subject and it makes you feel familiar with the subject. So that's how I would describe my niche because I feel like I don't know anything else besides that. Like I don't only shoot black and white. I don't only shoot digital or only film or only like women in pantyhose, you know? So I would say my work is colorful, bold, and uh, familiar. Mine is just women in pantyhose. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> yeah, that's it. <laughs> that's my personal Instagram account. Be care, be I, just got, I just got 90 new followers. <laughs> that should be your Finsta. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> You said we were not going to talk about Finstagrams. We're yeah. not. Um, I do have one that I will give you. I think <laughs> they're, I think in this day and age with um, Instagram and like having a lot of followers, it's an easy way to share like bullshit that you would think is funny that you don't want to like limit who you are as a person, but just stuff like your close friends think right. is funny. Uh, yeah. Finstagram is a fake Instagram, Instagram account. That, but yeah. they're not really fake, but you right. just don't show. Like, right. It's it not the public facing yeah, one. It's, it's, the it's public all the stuff one. that you want to like put in your life, but really can't. Yeah. Like shrimp. So or like me <laughs> going to Target. Yeah. It's a lot of things. Me going to Target. In the year ahead. The, the point is to uh, expand your reach mm -hmm. to uh, create your calling card. Right. And to do more work that's outside of just touring. And celebrities, and, yes. Uh, Adventure-wise, what else are you going to do? Start hiking. Start no, hiking. No, I'm going um, <laughs> to... Eat lots of shrimp. Try yeah. to attempt to learn how to drive a car. Oh, oh, okay, this is the year. Yeah, let's put this in there. Are you going to yeah. do stick shift? No. Oh, just dive uh, all the way in? Yeah, why not? <laughs> what? No, we got to start slow. And then... Or you can get like a class like C license and steal a car like your mom. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Next thing is, you know what? I think I'm going to be a tractor truck... <laughs> driver yeah. um yeah so i want to potentially learn how to drive mm -hmm. and well who's going to teach you how to drive i'm going to take driving lessons like so I it wouldn't pay be for them. it wouldn't be like you like saying like no, driving around I think everyone, the parking lot everyone i need to learn the logistics yeah <laughs> if there is any driving school that would like to sponsor yes, <laughs> yeah, yeah, my <laughs> driving lessons mm -hmm. in exchange for um live posts mm -hmm. we can definitely discuss that yeah, i would much rather not pay for driving lessons <laughs> because i i just don't want to right um so that yep yeah, you own a driving school and you listen to uh this podcast <laughs> by all means hit us it's up a, it's a niche uh, audience that we have <laughs> yeah honestly you guys have the most diverse we um, do have a very diverse fans. audience yeah. yeah it's pretty great and they like really love the things that i love to hear people love there's probably a sense that people see you go out on the road and they see you with lebron on the west coast they see you with a hundred thousand instagram followers and they think well oh well, whoever at Ravy B is is, <laughs> is, B. is this is this this certain person? But you you're you're a girl from the Bronx. You were raised by your mother. Your brother was 16 years older than you. Who is that girl today? And what are the values that you still have inside of you? Um, I think I'm that same little girl. I feel like I'm still like I living in the Bronx. You're like it's like a cultural melting pot. So. 
um, I think that it's a culture that people like really love to like um, use in like high fashion and all these things that like, you know, like you go to Urban Outfitters and you buy a pair of like earrings for like 30 bucks that I would buy in a beauty supply store for like $2, you know? Uh, I think the stories that come out of the Bronx and inner cities in general are like really important. They're like important to me. And I think that um, I just want those stories to keep being told by the people that are from those spaces. So like when you ask me like who are, are like my inspirations and I'll say to people like, you know, like Rennell, who's like a friend of mine, but who's also another woman like from the Bronx who is telling the right stories from the right perspective, you know, or like I did a panel um, in Charlotte for All Star and they asked us, who do you think is doing a good job at branding their own personal style? And I went first. I was the youngest on the panel. And I said, Alayli, mm-hmm. who's a fashion uh, stylist. Yep. Yep. And, and who like, we badly want this podcast. Yeah. Oh, she should do it. I'll also, yeah. please, please put in a good word. But, also, you know how long we've been asking Rennell to be on the podcast? Really? <laughs> oh, yeah. And we love Rennell like she, to the, to but the like, end of the world. It's, she's very much like me. Like yeah. It's like hard to like get on here and just you know talk about things because I kind of like the idea of being like a low, like save my sauce photographer. Like I kind of want to just, like this is very Italian, but you know, your sauce has to like simmer. Like mm-hmm. you're supposed to like, the best gravies are like gravies that like cook for hours. Mm-hmm. So by the way, that's how that's, Italian yeah, you are. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Like you call it gravy. Yeah. yeah. We grew up in an Italian town, so we so know. So it's yeah. like yeah. your gravy. Well, I feel like for me, gravy is when it has meat in it mm-hmm. and then like sauce is no meat. Right. Mm-hmm. So like, and what's a gabagool? <laughs> <laughs> So I feel like I have to like cook my gravy. Like it's like it's there. You can kind of come put your little spoon mm-hmm. in it, yeah. have a little taste, but yeah. like it's not ready yet to like be served. That was good, right? That was really good. Wow, that was really I'm good. so good at this. I, I should do podcasts <laughs> all the time. <laughs> well, wait. Let me just say this part, yeah. and then I'll yeah. say that yeah. part. So I said Alayli, and then everyone after me said like Oprah, Beyonce, Michelle Obama, and I was like, I understand why they said those things, but for me. um, inspiration and like stuff like that always comes from someone close to me because I feel like those are the people I know like yeah I love Oprah and everything she represents but I don't know Oprah I don't know how she brands herself or how it's behind it but I can look at someone next to me and know like what they're doing and how they um do that I haven't done really any podcasts like, I, I just did um the Paul Rivera one mm-hmm. like this week and I was like you guys were the only ones I was like I really want like it got to the point where I was like okay ask me again like ask me to do the podcast again well because you, there was a time when you were like I'm not gonna yeah. do any interviews and yeah. I don't, and I don't I want still to am, I still am very adamant about that for like one I want to like live in the moment um, I feel like at this point I've talked about what's happened in my life so far and now I have to recreate like new memories it's kind of like when an artist makes like their next album like mm-hmm. I need like inspiration i need um experiences before i can keep talking about things and also i think that we're a generation that feels like we have to share and divulge all of the ways we do something and are successful and i think that the reason like a lot of us don't do interviews and podcasts it's like we know that you guys aren't trying to um exploit things or or do those like you honestly genuinely care about us care about our stories but when things go on the internet it becomes like a clickbait thing, right? right? So like for me, it's always like associating me with who I shoot. And then you don't want that person to feel like you're exploiting them. And you don't want like, you're not going to make that the title, but like such and such is going to pull a clip mm-hmm. and that's going to be the important part and not take away from the whole thing. I do find that's a thing that 
more women think about than guys. Really? I think that guys are very open to, especially like doing our podcast or, or any podcast, I think that guys are much more open to uh, promoting themselves regardless of how it is than I think women are. And I think that's why this, like for me, it's important. And I hope that people that listen to it listen to the whole thing and that if they do pull parts, these are the parts they pull. Because it's never that I'm, I don't want to talk to people. Like I'll sit in a room and talk to anyone. I don't want to do it in a space that it's going to be misconstrued or it's going to misrepresent anything that I'm associated with because I only can represent myself, but I have the responsibility of, you know, everything I'm attached to, I kind of represent, you know, which is why I think um, uh, PR always says to me, like, you know, there are a bunch of great photographers. The reason people like you is because they trust you and they mm -hmm. respect you and they know that you trust and respect them. So that in my career is so much more important to me than like, I guess, clout or right. like, uh, like being able to say I've worked and been in the room with these people, like, you know? Yeah. How crazy that you were trying to chase clout in your fellow Bronx natives <laughs> Instagram <laughs> comments. So ridiculous, And right? she has a song called Clout Now with her husband. <laughs> yeah. And, but I think that's another reason why she's so brilliant, right? And why, like, for me, shooting her second mixtape cover was so important because yeah. at that point, it wasn't like, oh, she's this megastar. It was like, I want to shoot her because... We come from the same place. We've seen the same things. Like, um, to a degree, we're all very similar in experiences, you know? So, like, I feel like if she walked, she could say, I know a girl like Raven. And I could say, I yep. know a girl like Cardi, you know? Yep. And that's why it's important to me that I'm documenting the people I feel like I represent. Yep. Or it doesn't matter. Like, I want to tell the stories for, like, the stories I know. And, um that's why I want to do editorial stuff too, because I think it would be really cool to see, like, okay, like you're not just walking into a room and like meeting like this old white guy from like Europe that like yeah might love you, does creative work, but isn't like in the same space as you. We've seen you a lot since you've done the last podcast, but it is nice to sort of measure one against the other and see how far that you've you've shot into the the atmosphere. And congratulations on everything Thank you've you. done. Congratulations on everything that you're about to do. And please. Please let your mom know that she's always welcome on this podcast. I'm going to bring her next time. Wait, I just want to say one thing yes. about you guys. I really, really appreciate the fact that you guys um, are very um, on brand with, like, your podcast. I feel like it's very genuine to both of you. I admire the fact that you don't do things for, like, clickbait. I even think it's brilliant that you call yourselves, like, the third favorite <laughs> yeah. podcast. Because yeah. I think it's, like, really telling to, like the space and what you care about so i thank you guys both for having me on thank it you. feel free to put this in your other podcast as well yeah i'm trying, I'm trying yeah. to be the first b that yeah. you announced yeah. when you do the like all the b's you did it's got to be me first so. <laughs> just gonna gas you guys that's up right, a little right. yep yep <laughs> cardi b bun b chase b and uh max b and ravi b and ravi b <laughs> Thank you, Raven. Thanks, guys. Thanks, everyone, for listening to this new episode of A Waste Time with It's The Real. Jeff, people want to find out more about us. I'm Eric. You're Jeff. Together, we are It's The Real. People want to find out more about this podcast. It's called A Waste of Time with It's The Real. If people want to find out more about what's going on with us, Jeff, where can they go? You can always go to itsthereal.com, I-T-S-T-H-E-R-E-A-L.com, itsthereal.com slash shop for all of your mean mug needs. 
Hell, you can even get a t-shirt there. You can even get a rhyme book on our website, itstherial.com. You can also sign up for our newsletter, which is on itstherial.com. Highly recommend that. If you want to listen to our podcast, you can go anywhere. Search for It's The Real or Waste Time With It's The Real. We've got lots of episodes. You can always recommend some if you don't know which one you want to listen to. Jeff, what about social media today? We are on Twitter at It's The Real, Facebook at It's The Real, Instagram at It's The Real. Wait, do we have a Instagram? Uh, I haven't told you about it, but yeah. Okay, what's it called? Can't tell you. <laughs> it's kept from me? Yeah. Damn. Damn. What if I guess it? What do you think it is? I think it's... Hmm. It's the real. Nope. Alternatively, Instagram. <laughs> Little little Pittsburgh joke for all of our <laughs> Pittsburgh fans out there. Yeah, very um, good. Shit's the real. No, our our Instagram is actually a track. It's the <laughs> it's just a track. I was gonna go with it's the Real Madrid. <laughs> nice. That's not it. No, that's really good. All right. Well, Jeff, we put out the word today and said, hey, if you want us to shout out one of your friends on the podcast. Tag your friend. We tried this once before, and people thought they were smarter than us and tagged themselves. We said, no. Yeah, we said, we'll shout you out, but we won't like it. Right. Yeah. Today, I like what I've seen. There's a lot of people who shouted their friends out. Real friends. Real friends. Real friends. And Jeff is going to shout them out right now. Charles Elliott wants to shout out cool-ass chef dude from Chicago and also Texas. Shout out to them. Shout out to Blame Swoop, our friend from Cleveland, who wants to shout out Chick the Flyest. Shout out to her. I am HBY as Michael Marshall out in LA. He wants to shout out DJ Extra Sketch. Great name. Shout out to that name. Uh, Doe Easy 106, who we met at Duce Palooza. Shout out Nikki Siete. Shout out to Nikki. Alex Engelen, who I know is from Germany, wants to shout out Jan Wen and David Bordtart. David Bordtart. You know what? Shout out to them and shout out to you for that pronunciation. Shout out to everybody in Germany. I want to shout out the king of content, KO959, who wants to shout out President Zibby. Now, President Zibby, President of what? I don't know. Shout out to President Zibby. Devo1 underscore says shout out to my president, Ty Nicole. Now, Ty Nicole is not President Zibby as far as I'm concerned, but shout out to Ty Nicole. You know what? That's my president. This is the day that Ty Nicole started acting presidential. Yes. Shout out to... Chives Bandit, who wants to shout out Clouded Ego. Yeah, I, I also want to shout out Clouded Ego. Uh, Max Gredinger, who I have not seen in a little while, at Hold My Coat on Twitter, says to shout out Matt Miggs. That's our guy. Our guy. Shout out to Matt Miggs. Matt Miggs always gets a shout out. Also, Lens Anderson from LA, who shoot, him. shoots a lot of our pictures. He wants to shout out Juwan Platt, who says he was the first person to tell me about y'all podcast in 2015. He deserves a shout out. Definitely. I like that. Cecil C.A., Big Mouth Cease from San Diego, says that it is Yo It's Marco's birthday. He's 34. Great guy and worth being shouted out. Make it happen. It's the real. So we did. Happy birthday to you. Johnny G1 says shout out to Triple D. I'm going to guess that's Dallas, Texas. Sure. Uh, and by the way, if it's not, shout out to whoever or wherever Triple D is. Yeah. Jenna Luckman from Miami, Florida. Boca Raton, actually. Shout out to her. Says to shout out Maria Maria. Shout out to her. Who should also be a guest, she says. Shout out to us. I think that Maria should be a guest. The Real SL. Big Daddy SL. Who doesn't follow us. Damn. Says to shout out Spacely and at Monsterful. Hashtag Mazel Talks. That's a podcast. I guess. Now, he... 
Oh, it is a podcast. You're right. Pass the henny and let's keep it kosher. Well, do any of these people follow us? Nope. And no, nobody follows us. Damn, well. Shout out to all of them. Yeah. Um, Riri's Unicorn Pinata. <laughs> all right. I like Kev it already. the Poet. Yeah. From the hashtag Topanga Hive. Oh, I know. I know Kev the Poet. Says, shout out to Styles P for bars, wisdom, funny tweets, and movie reviews. Please shout out Daylight. The rapper, because yeah. hip hop media ink and shines one of the best fitters alive. They'd be my friends if they met me. Kind face, shrug face. Okay, so shout out to Styles P. Yep. Shout out to Daylight. Yep. And shout out to the unicorn. Riri's unicorn pinata. Yeah. Okay. Shout out to Cho Daddy. <laughs> David Cho Daddy? Who has a great Twitter name of La Di Da Di Da. <laughs> Who said the shout out? Jimmy Branley, our guy yeah. from North, North Carolina. Carolina. Winnie's World. Yes, also North Carolina. Says to shout out at Lexa El Terra, the hottest rapper out of South Carolina. Shout out to Brandon Flores at Just Call Me Flo, who says to shout out Juggernaut Jack. Okay, we're going to do that. Shout out to or them. Jack. 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 The King uh, of R&B. Yes. Jack Weiss. Shout out to Giancarlo Chin. Oh, Chicago. Who has been on our podcast. This is true. People always say, oh, how come you don't interview a regular person? <laughs> well, we interviewed Giancarlo Chin. Do people say that? Yes. Do they say it in that voice? They always say it in that voice. Weird. Shout out to at Radical Whisper. That's his girlfriend, Cindy. All right. And also at Prince Ponce 666, my best friend, Julio. You couldn't pick one. Shout out to, this is from Mike the Manager, who said to also shout out Sean Savvy and Naiva Bellerina. She's from New York. All right. Uh, Josh Gonzalez. Oh, our guy. Who is the loudest person on Instagram. Oh. And also one of my favorite people on Instagram. Just, that, that gentleman in a nice way. It is a nice way, but he is very loud. <laughs> like the Will Ferrell character? Yeah. Like, he's he's so excitable. Yeah. Can't stop screaming. Shout out to Josh. Josh Gonzalez. He said to shout out our friend Amir, blame the label. Shout out to Amir Bessie. Brennan Burleson said to shout out Ready Every Year, Tater Bakes 219, and Daylight, the rapper. Man, a lot of Daylight fans. So let's do it. Shout out to Daylight and shout out to everybody else for shouting them out. Uh, Aaliyah Perspectively. Yes. Oh, said shout to out to Aaliyah. Sh- said to shout out Silva Sounds, who should spread the word while they're in Brazil because we want some Brazilian fans. Shout out to Aaliyah. Come shout to Brazil. Out to Brazil. Yes. Uh, Muncie's very own, Muncie, Indiana. Hoosier Scott. Great name. Shout out to Hoosier Scott. He's my Scott. Says the shout out, Mianga Music. Says Beyond deserves that look. Well, check him and shout him out. All right. Well, today is that day. Shout out to you. Uh, Young Lib 401 said to shout out some talented and hardworking gentlemen, De La Andrade, Beatty Kenneth 2, Podcast Token, and Semscure. Shout out. Everybody's from Providence. Shout out to all them out there. Shout out to everybody in Providence. We're trying to get up there. Shout out to Eddie Ray, a longtime listener. Boston. Boston Zone. He said to shout out his wifey, La Princia XO. Shout out to her. Uh, the Don Kuji said, shout out to Don Kuji. <laughs> well, you know what? Had to have one. And uh, President Zibby, she said, whoop whoop, I have to listen. Thanks, KO. Shout out to our president, President, president Zibby. Zibby. As always, guys. Not for real, for real. Sure, sure. We'll see you guys next week. Right.